Hello, welcome back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast for another match day uh, reaction to Arsenal this weekend playing Sheffield United winning 5 0 at home, nice and comfortable, as you'd expect with your title, with your title challenger and all that malarkey. As you can see, I am joined by Spencer and Liam. Um, Liam with his uh, purple background in it, with base TV as well. How you doing, guys? And Liam, how are you doing as well after the weekend's shenanigans? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Um, yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game. Um, nice to put a team to the sword for once. Been a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. But I know we had the Wolves last game last season, but we do it to every team last game of the season once the pressure's off. But I just think now, yeah, we've. I'll tell you what pleased me the most on Saturday was that he rotated. And this is what I want to see a little bit more is rotation. I think rotation is key over the next month or two to get players up to scratch. And I think I think it's a good chance for a couple of players who played Saturday to play two games in in a few days. I mean, it was with Roe being one of them. Um, and I just think like a fitter, a fitter Emil Smith-Rowe, um, if you look at the Kawar, get him kind of fit get a few of the others kind of more match fit and it just offers you better options, don't it? And that it, it just competes for places. So, yeah, no, I was happy. I was happy. I was happy to see the, the, a few players start on Saturday. Yeah, and Liam showing the love as always in the chat. Um, what about you, Spets? How have you been this weekend? And, yeah, big, big, bigger score on in the end. <laughs> The Arsenal win on Saturday was the uh, was the big one, and then uh, yesterday my NFL team exercised some demons and beat the Kansas City Chiefs for the first time in sixteen attempts. So eight years. So that was huge. So I am actually on cloud nine right now. So um, and they dominated in the win too. So good 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 vibes all around today, man. I I can't complain. That's cool. That's cool. Well, let's go on back to Saturday. As I was saying, as I put in the title, it was a day of firsts. Let's put it that way. First goal, first goal for Tomiyasu, first Premier League goal, belief for Fabio Vieira, and the first ever hat trick for our very own Eddie Nketiah, Hayden very own. Um, go back to the team itself and the teams were announced. Obviously, during the week, me and itself, Liam were saying, and saying, about goalkeeping wise, you thought this would be the game Ramsdale gets brought back in and ease him back in and sort of go from there and see what happens, sort of thing. But obviously, that thing comes out, it's David Rowan goal. What was your original, what was your, what was your thoughts as soon as you saw the, saw the lineups and saw the goalkeeping situation hadn't changed at all? My thoughts now sit at very much that um, Aaron Ramsdale has got a big decision to make, I think. Um, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because Arsenal won't want to lose him in January whatsoever. But at the same time, he's stuck in a situation. Now, does he stay at Arsenal and compete and compete at the top level? But he also needs to be going to the Euros and he can't be afford to be sitting on the bench. Mm. And I think I watched an interview the other week where he says, obviously, his ultimate goal is to win the World Cup with England. And... Um, I just, I just don't, I, don't, I just don't see it. As I said, I don't think this has been dealt with from the start. I don't think. I think it's obvious now that Ray is um, Arteta's number one, and I don't think that's going to change. I think, I think potentially we're going to look to make big money on Ramsdale at some point. I just, I, I, there's no, there's no scope, is there, at the moment that um, Ramsdale's going to come back in and part. He'll, he'll play on 
Wednesday, won't he, night? And I'm sure he'll play well Wednesday night again. He'll come back with, with wanting to prove something, but we'll get to Saturday New uh, Saturday Newcastle and we're our 100% being goal again. And um, I think he looks quite bleak for Ramsdale at the moment, if I'm being told, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I've got to agree. It's got to a point now. I said, I think I said, I'm sad they put a, put a game again. again. I know he had nothing to do and all, we got a clean sheet, but he had nothing to do. I said, he had nothing to do. I don't think he even, did he even face a shot in that game? I don't think he did, did he? Nah, nothing. So it's, yeah. easy, it's easy for, it's an easy get out now for Arteta to go, where he'll hit a bit of a wobble. Sheffield United came along, he got a clean sheet, but even though he had nothing to do. It's like, it goes back to my point I've been saying this whole this whole time since this is all risen up in the last couple of weeks is when when a team doesn't apply pressure, Raya looks the dog's beast basically in terms of he's just pushes off 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 pavement and or whatever he looks the dog beast right. When a team puts pressure, that's when he finds a wobble, and this and Saturday did prove my point. But the main thing I said on on a Saturday was. This just confirms Raya would have to literally murder someone and be put away in jail to not be in the Arsenal, whatever. Now, it just seems like it's, it's, it, Ramsdale doesn't hide into nothing. He can't win because you've got this goalkeeper we, we, uh, that the goalkeeping coach has been banging on about from day one since he was bought in from with Arteta, and we eventually get him. Their best mates, by the way, this goalkeeping coach and Raya. He's, he can't win. There's no way he can get he can come out of this in a positive light in an Arsenal shirt going forward because no matter what he's doing on the training pitch, the other got the, the main guys giving the Arteta details is always always the big up David Raya. So no matter what he's doing on the pitch, as long as he's getting positive feedback on the training pitch, David's David's gonna be our goal. He's gonna be our goal number one. It's like, it's, it's, this, this is Euro year as well. He wants to go to he went to World Cup, he wants to go to Euros. He, said, he doesn't want to be sitting on the bench either for the Euros. He wants to be being part of the part of the action. And I know it's hard either way, even when he was playing fucking Pickford's getting still picked and all that. But this has made it even harder for him. And you've got Chelsea sniffing around. I don't think we're still Chelsea, but I think he has as I say he's got a big, big decision to make. He's, I know he's he's just become a dad as well. And I think he'll fight for the rest of the season, but come come summer, if things haven't if things haven't improved, if he can't get guarantees from Mikel, that's where he's going to get messy in the summer. Because he'll 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 go. We've seen it. I mean, David Vega had a couple of interviews, but Ramsdale did the same thing. But he'll literally just go, not in the, not in the sense of I'm going to attack Arsenal and attack, but he's just going to say I need to go and get my get. Get, get my minutes. I can't be number two for club and country. I'm, he's again. He, I've said this before. He's proven over the years. He's over the last couple of years. He's too good to be a number two for any any top club. We've been brutally honest. He's been he's been amazing for us. And I agree with him. Arteta. We said this last week. He has handled this appallingly. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. Keep going on about it, but yeah, it's just. It's frustrating. straight to see this, how this is playing out. Considering that Ram, Aaron hadn't done anything to justify all this in the first place this season. 
but look, it is, it is what it is. And Spencer, what are your thoughts on the, you know, the team and obviously this this situation now? Do you, are you on the same wavelength with us, or do you still have faith that Vance can turn this around somehow? I mean, I think so. I had an interesting conversation with Gary last Monday on his show, and he was kind of like, "Well, it is what it is," and Raya's the guy. I'm starting to think it's. I mean. I think when I, when I talked to you last week, Ryan, about it, I was kind of like, I don't see a massive difference between the two. Like, I don't think they're both mm. bad. I think they're both good keepers. I, I think I think Graham Steele's time is honestly probably <laughs> up here. Um, mm. I hate to say that, but I was also thinking about it before this started. And, you know, Liam mentioned about cashing in on, on Ramsdale. And, and if you sell him, the question now becomes who's available to buy him? Well, you know, he's probably going to stay in England, right? Unless someone abroad takes him like a German club or something like that. But mm. I don't know if he wants to do that. So then you potentially, you come into the situation where you're selling Ramsdale to a direct competitor, direct competition that for your places in the table. So that becomes, he's not going to City, not going to Liverpool, not going to United. You definitely don't want to sell him to Chelsea, but if, mm. that would be nightmarish. But here's another thing to say too. And, and I hate to bring this up, but what loyalty does Ramsdale have to Arsenal anymore at this point? If Arteta's had no loyalty, why would yeah. he not think about going to that other place with Ange? Do you know what yeah. I mean? I hate to say that, but think about how he feels, right? Like, we love Arsenal, and Arsenal hasn't really done us wrong except disappointments on Saturdays. But he basically got benched and has been kind of frozen out what loyalty would you expect him to have to the club? It's really it's a sad situation. Um, and maybe we were wishful thinking that this would be an actual competition, but it's really not. I mean, I think Arteta wanted Ramsdale three, uh, Rea three years ago. There was that rumor when they, they moved up, they tried to you know, kick the tires on the Rea discussion. So, And then, of course, like you said, the Brentford coach is there. So there's all these things that, Ramsdale, it, it's just, I'm not going to say it's, I mean, it, this isn't, you know, Sunday league or, or kids games, but I think the writing's on the wall, guys. Like, unless Raya gets an injury, like, I think the writing's on the wall for Ramsdale. And um, I kind of hate to see it because, like I said, I, I think we're good with both, but I love Ramsdale, man. Like, he loves the club. He's got a lot of passion, gets the fans fired up. We have a lot of great memories with him and goal. Like, we don't make the top four without Ramsdale last year. We lose that Liverpool game. There's no question in my mind. He saved us for getting a draw in that Liverpool game. But, you know, as he made some mistakes, sure. Goalkeeper is one of those positions where it's unforgiving. You can pit, you can turn the ball over in the midfield. You can miss a shot up top. You can sail it over the bar. But if you make a mistake, and, and the way we aggressively play with the keeper, it's not traditional to what I, I normally like with keepers. Now, I mean, we see it, um, I think even saw, like against Sevilla, we saw Rea, the ball's at the 18-yard 18 uh, 18, 18 line box. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Tommy Asu had the ball. Rea shifts away from his goal. Like, you're leaving your goal uncovered at the 18. I hate that style of play, but that's what basically what Arteta wants. Is he wants an extra player in the field. That's what Ederson does. That's what uh, Allison does. But Allison and Ederson are elite Shot, uh, shot stoppers as well so we have to be careful about who we move on from here because you could end up regretting it you really could and and do remember this also Ramsdale, i think is 25 years old he's not even yeah, in a keeper at all 
you, when you, I think for me, prime is the keepers 28, 29, 30. Physically, you're kind of already there at 25, but mentally at 28, 29, you see the game in a different light. You have a different perspective, understanding formations, this and that. You're just young at 25. You're still a young pup, so he's going to make mistakes. But I don't know. It's kind of a sad situation, gentlemen. I, I don't, you know. Yeah, and as I say, obviously mentioned, I was gonna, I was going to mention the age side of things as well. Obviously, one, obviously David being twenty eight, going on twenty, we just turned twenty eight, be twenty nine next year, and this time next year, Ramsdale's uh, twenty five. I mean, Ramsdale's got the longevity in his career compared to Raya, um, and he can learn. And this thing is of Ramsdale, like you say, because he hasn't his primary, he can still learn what Arteta wants him to do in terms of because there's no doubt shot stopping. One of the best out there on his day. Yes, again, oh, oh, the way anyone goes, oh, he's made this mistake. Every goalkeeper worth their salt, even Edison and yeah, Edison and Allison have made their mistakes at Liverpool, Man City, respectively, over the last few years. Once in a blue moon, respect, honestly, but they still have because everyone does. Everyone's human. But with Ramsdale, with, with sorry, it was very once in a blue. It wasn't like bang, 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 bang every week or. He was on edge. You had because of what he was. The shithousery as well. Another thing that Amzal brings to the table. He's home and away. He's he's shithousery towards the away fans or if we're away, the, the home crowd that like we saw the other week against Brentford. And he, he just has a mentality. We saw it in the documentary as well. When we first arrived. The mentality when we beat Villa three one. He lost the mind. He lost his mind because he, he lost his mind conceding the goal, even though we won the game at the because we conceded at the end. He's like, well, another game that could be one all, two, two one, or whatever that could fucking change the game for us and lose us points. So his mentality is always to improve. And I think, I think the club Arteta needs to manage this better. He needs to manage this better, but he also at the same time needs to allow Vams to have a chance to to show it. He's learning. That he can improve and get to where he wants him to be. I was saying to you again, just before we move on from this and go back to the game. I was saying to you last week, Spence, and the rest of the, on the podcast, it was. Um, what I was saying, what was I going to say? Don't mind now. Joys of being alive, but <laughs> whilst, I'm, whilst I'm trying to think, Ramsdale uh, deserves to start again, so I'm disappointed in our know, line again about his own policy. That's the that's the that's the thing. As we said, mentioned this last the last few weeks. To be honest, Sam, that he has set himself up for a full uh, pick out of what he said to us in the media. The problem is, though, could he say any different? Let's be he, honest. He, could, he, could, he couldn't come out and just say, "Yeah, I'm going to drop Ramsdale. I'm going to play as my number one now." Could he? He may as well have at this point. Well, yeah, he might, at this point he may as well, but I don't think he could throw him under the bus like that at this point. Like he knew exactly what he was going to do. Like I've got this theory, I've got this theory now with with Arteta. This ain't going to be the first or last player that this is going to happen to. I think we may we may applaud. I'm not saying we're going to applaud this situation, but we may applaud this philosophy longer term. In terms of he's got players in that's got him to the got him to the top four, but. Now he's sitting there thinking, wait a minute, I need to compete for the title. I need to compete. I want to be at the very top. And I don't think it's that Ramsdale's going to be the first or last player who's going to come come a cropper to this. I think we might see another couple over the next season or two that we think are stable in the team 
and then he goes out and buys someone totally, totally against the grain, mm. a bit like Raya, and believes that they're, they're the kind of player that can kind of take us forward. I, 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 I'm sorry, I just don't see now where Ramsdale fits in. I, and I, what reason I say that is because Raya's only 28, 29 himself. We know goalkeepers played to their 30, 30, late 30s. This guy, this guy's got could have seven, eight years at Arsenal. Here's the other one too. Uh, there's one other name to 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 confirm what Liam's saying there. One name I think is the next that's going to get frozen out is Thomas Partey. Can't yeah, stay healthy. Now he's gone. I think we're seeing that now. Just starting because I think I think the, him getting the injury near the start of the season just for, I think it was just for the North, North London Derby. May not he played first. Can't remember what he played first. Either one, either way, just to get like the day before something he got injured, didn't he? He was just like, I think since then he's just. You know, when you're doing what you did at ten, you phased him out. Yeah. Because we saw it against Chelsea. He's on the bench, didn't get used. We're thinking, okay, it's severe. Off we go. Suddenly he's injured. And he could be out for a few weeks now. Yeah. So I was just thinking, and they got the, then you got media talking to Partey and Partey going, he's unhappy with the minutes he's getting. But if he would get more minutes, if he was fucking constantly not. Injured, we weren't injured all the time. We'd get minutes, that's the problem with him. But we said again, I said this last week with Partey, he's on the wrong side of his 30s now, he's constantly injured. So, and it, the, the injuries are now becoming more prolific if these are actually injuries and not other, other situations dictating, so to say. Um, and they're not gonna, if, if, if the injuries are genuine. These injuries are going to come more and more frequent as well. They're not going to just go away like they used to if he was like five, six years ago when there's a bit, a bit more of a spring chickens for due respect. So, yeah, again, us, us, I think we've got Georgie, we've got Georgie, and we've got El Nini back now as well. And we'll probably get someone in in January. If, if we can get someone in in January, I think party goes in January because we just can't rely on him for certain, for so many reasons. It's not even going to all that. But, the injuries and the situations, and you just can't rely on the guy. And we've seen with Vitek, if he feels he can't rely on you, you get phased out, and you'll eventually you'll be moved on. We've saw, we've seen it with Pepe, we've seen it with Tierney, and um, Bamyang. That's a different situation, but we saw how he how he dealt with Bamyang there. The 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 the, the groups, the group ups, and all that when he first came in, Mustafi, Socrates, Meza. Um, uh, see Kalazanach got them out of the door straight away because he knew he couldn't trust them. He he doesn't mess about. But the different the thing is of this one in terms of obviously with as I say going back to Aaron, he just done nothing. Where's the others like Thomas and other mentioned players I mentioned already just now? He hasn't done anything wrong publicly, in house whatsoever. This has completely took everyone off off by surprise because it's just so left wing. This is an area you didn't need to address. I know we had Matt Turner leaving and all that, and we said this last week, but you didn't have to go out, go out and get another number one. Someone to compete with Ramsdale, yeah, but not an out and out number one and cause all this chaos, basically, because it could turn into chaos down the line. Let's be honest, putting the hell Aaron feels as as time goes on. Do you know what I think? Do you know what I think? Next, one of the next players are. You might laugh at me. Go on. Who's under risk? I think there's a couple. Gabriel. Gabriel. 
And I think it's been absolutely brilliant this season since it starts in. But mm. something's not right there. Something's not right there. And it wouldn't surprise me next year if he goes out and got by someone else. And the reason why I think this why he's definitely trying to say, we see it already that he's trying to change the style of play this year. Like most of the game we're playing, we were back two at times, didn't we? Like, yeah. and I think like with Raya, like he obviously, he sees him as more as, 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 as you said, Spencer, that, that player who can kind of support the, the defense more. Um, in certain areas and the way the way he's coming out of his goal and all that and leave, but I, I see I see I see I see him kind of working with that defence and I, I see I see that position of Gabriel Gere, right being another position that at, within the next year he could be he could be up for a fight with his position as well and I, I don't I don't think he's the only player either like you're right with Thomas Partey Thomas Partey's gone. Like as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I'm bored of Thomas Partey. I'm bored of talking yeah. about Thomas Partey. Like we've been, this guy's guy's just whatever the whatever the. I don't even know if he's if he's, if he's injured or not. If I'm being totally unsure, but that's what, that's what I was referring to before. Like, is yeah. it is is that him being truthful, or are they just trying to protect? Yeah, and just go do what has got to be done and sort of thing. And things about to hit, hit the fan there, maybe. Yeah, even even down to Martinelli. Ooh. Even even down to Martinelli. I think if Arteta identifies someone that he thinks better than that player, I don't. I don't. I think he's ruthless. I think this guy's ultimately ruthless. Like, do you know what I mean? I think. I think we'll see. We'll see more of this. We'll see more of this. He, he's hell bent on being the best. He's hell bent on Arsenal being the best. Being the best in the country. And That's I think he, he he will do what he needs to do to get Arsenal there. And I think he will drop whoever he needs to drop. And I, I think these players need to. I think these players. This is probably this is probably his way of saying to the players: It doesn't matter who you are. You could be the goalkeeper, or you, the goalkeeper thinks his space is the safe safest space. There you go. It's not safe. So if any of you lot think your positions are safe, you're you're having a laugh. Do you know what I mean? And. It, it is true. The goalkeeper's position is always the safest position. Do you know what I mean? Because like, like everyone's saying, oh, you don't mess around with a goalkeeper. You don't, you don't mess around with a goalkeeper. He's got, he's got, he's got to be the one who's confident and all that and all that stuff. Well, he's he, he's gone out the grain, mate, and totally, totally dim diminished that straight away. And I think it puts a, a, a hundred percent message to that rest of that team. You drop your performance, you're out. May I, may I Ryan? Yeah, go on. Yeah. So I, I. I you back on that um liam i think you bring up a good point but here's the thing like do you want to win trophies or do you not and I, as much as i hate saying this like we love these players we love what they stand for you guys go to the games i don't get that privilege right now but this you know this isn't a hangout you know like it's just if you want to win this league and beat the teams like city you have to be ruthless and if you, and, and this is the thing to the progression we call this over here in american sports bridge players right they get you back to a certain point but if you want to get over that hump you have to make decisions on some of the guys right they, they quarterback position is one of the biggest ones over here they get these journeymen that come in and write the ship until the young guys are ready to take over and you know like you said Partey. Um, Gabriel's one, I think that was a good shout there because, you know, he flirted with, well, we don't know if the Saudi rumors were really true at all. We really don't know, but that it made it out. So maybe he goes and follows the money. Like who knows? Um, but a guy like Saliba locking him back up. I mean, that's a guy I think, I don't think we'll get replaced anytime soon. Like we said this, I think two weeks, two or three weeks ago, last time 
world-class player. There's no way you're going to replace him. Gabrielle, could you find a better player? I think you could. Um, but, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting because, like, you know, you sell Ramsdale to Chelsea and it, all these decisions, but you could this could go this could go the backwards way too. You could make a change and it's the wrong way. So this is it's it's all tactical, and he has to make the right decisions. But just because you get rid of somebody doesn't mean it's going to bite you on the back the back end. It could happen. You could make the wrong move, and next thing you know, I, and I don't think Ramsdale leaves in January. I, I don't think so, guys, because I don't think Arsenal will let him leave. Because if Raya goes down, you got to rely on Carl Hine. Mm. You know, that's my only. Th- I understand Ramsdale wants to play, and the Euros and everything is very important. Um, and I want him to. I want him to succeed. I love Ramsdale, but I just don't think the club's going to let him leave. Partey, I could see absolutely leaving in January. I think. So if a, club, if a club, if a club threw seventy million in, just say a club coming in January threw seventy seventy million in for Ramsdale, would you sell? Only if there's a replacement identified as a backup, which you can do easily, right? I mean, let's, let's not get ourselves. Of course you can. Yeah. Is it, is it I, risk? It is. I, I think you'd have to take it because you paid 30 for him or 25. I, who's the club, though? Let's, let, that's the question. Well, there's only, there's only one club that I see at the moment, yeah, right, who would go out there who've got a big, big issue with their goalkeeper at the moment. Um, and let's be honest, he has got a big issue because we sit, we, we see it live the other last week. And I think they'd be more than happy to spend seventy million on Aaron Ramsdale over a ten-year contract. Yep. Well, whatever contract it is, do you know what I mean. But if they threw you 70, 70 odd million plus, that's a big lot of money to take for a goalkeeper that's not playing for you. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever way you try and paint that picture, yeah, right. That's a that is a lot of wedge for Arsenal potentially to say. Do you know what? No, nah, we we don't want that when. I really, you're only going to have one goalkeeper play at all times. And as I said, Ray is at an age where he can play for the next six, seven, eight years. This is this is this is just my thinking at the moment. Do you know what I mean, like, is he thinking? Do you know what? I'll get a goalkeeper to sit, come in. He might have identified a goalkeeper for we know. Get him to come in. I'll make seventy million for make seventy million for him. I use that up front. I'll get Ivan Tony in. Yeah, again until January, we don't okay, know. That's, yeah, that's another position. Jesus can't rely on him. He's a, absolutely he's not. Good. Yeah, since the since, since the knee injury. I, I, hate to say that, man. I, I love Jesus. That goal he had in Sevilla last Tuesday was excellent. This is, this is but then he'd, have the, then he'd have the opportunity against Spurs, though, won't he? And miss it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, this that's that's Jesus. is a fantastic player, by the way. He is an absolute fantastic player. But as I, I think we spoke on the show last time, as I said, for me. I would have, I would personally get two forwards in, and I'd have Jesus who can play across the whole lot of the front, the the front front three, um, because that's how good he is. But I just, I, I just think that with the Ramsdale situation, I don't think we're selling January whatsoever. But if a stupid big come in, then maybe Arsenal would consider. Well, Chris is in the chat, and he's saying uh, he he says I think he replaces Neuer at Bayern. He's a goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. You can talk him into it. I mean, can't be like, hey, come over here, man. Yeah. That might be the way to get your guy. This could be your way to get him to be number one for your country. Come to Germany for the biggest team in Germany. Here's another thing for you, yeah, right? Here's another thing for you, Ryan. Just say Ramsdale went to Chelsea, for example, yeah? Mm. 
Here's a question for you. Here's a good one. Ramsdale, if Ramsdale went to Chelsea, do you think that you look at them and then feel, oh, shit? He's up again. He's an upgrade on what they've got. He would bring a leadership to, quality to the team, but he wouldn't be the whole. He wouldn't just solve everything. There's so yeah. much. There's so many issues there to be dealt with, and yeah, it would um, make them better. It is. I say it would make them better. He's got that leadership quality, but he doesn't solve the entire uh, the defense, the, mid, the midfield, and the attack. And that's what they've got. <laughs> Imagine spending again. I keep saying this every week. Spending a billion quid in your entire squad is a shambles. That you can't say this is my eleven. This is my best. This is our best eleven. This is our bench. Da, 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 da. Off we go. What I wouldn't. I wouldn't be worried about selling him to them. In in potential, I wouldn't be worried them thinking shit. No, no, Short term, no, long term. Mm. No, no, I don't even know about long. I, I, I think, I think, I, I don't know. I, I think Chelsea have gone down, a, gone down a road that they should never have gone down. Really, I think it's totally against the grain with them. And we, we, look, we, we sat there for in the, we sat there for a long, long time trying to blood like those youngsters in. It only gets you so much, don't it? Do you know what I mean? I think I've, I, I, I'm not worried about Chelsea whatsoever. I think Saturday's result kind of proved that, didn't it? We're being totally yeah, unsure. And I, I think, like, if they're not, they're not going to get Champions League football again. So they're not going to, they're getting, they're not, they're not unless they start throwing stupid, stupid money again. The the, the best player is not going to go there at the moment. But no. I'm not worried about selling him there. I just don't like selling to Chelsea. Period. Whatsoever yeah. for me, that's that's the factor. Just from a personal point of view, I just don't like selling to Chelsea. Um, and it all stems back, obviously, from to Ashley yeah. Cole. But yeah, yeah I, I don't think he naturally. Makes them into a different package. He, he is an upgrade to Sanchez. Don't get me wrong, but mm. if you're throwing me seventy million, mate, I didn't. I just have, I, I seriously, I seriously do have to consider it how much I love Aaron Ramsdale because if he's not, <laughs> if he's not going to play, seventy million is a lot, a lot of money, isn't it? To turn down. You can't, you can't sit there and say it's, it's a lot of money to turn down, especially when we can strengthen a position yeah. right up top. Yes, that is true. We do need we do need that we do need a clinical striker that we can rely upon to score the goals. Again, they've all due respect to I mean, you say, you know, again, there's no no difference to Jesus. He's a fantastic player, but since that injury last in the World Cup last year, and since he's come back from that, he's now been injured twice now. And been start of the season more, it was fluid back up, and he had to get that cleared out. But now this is what hand was it the muscular injury or whatever they didn't say exactly what muscle it was, but could be out. Could, it was obviously out yesterday on Saturday. He could be out on Wednesday, and it's up in the air if he's going to be available for selection on Saturday away to Newcastle. And again, that's, that's a big game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, how old is Zayzus? He's what? I don't think how old he is now. He's been around for a while, but he's a young kid still, isn't he? He's about twenty-five or twenty-six, like that. Yeah. So young kid. Twenty-six. Yeah, thought so. Yeah, because I don't know he's been around for a while. Because obviously, when Man City brought him, he was like nine, 18, 19 when they brought him. Mm. Um, yeah, going back to the, obviously the game now, obviously, even you're there in the up in the north, uh, up in up, up, over in the north bank and lower tier. Um, was you concerned at any point when at nil nil until we until Eddie scored? Was you concerned at where the game was playing out because it wasn't exactly 
What was I concerned in terms of Sheffield United causing any threat? I mean, in a way, we weren't just going for the juggernaut straight from the off base and then trying to wreck the goals out straight away. It took us a while to get that first. Nah, Sheffield United are one of the worst teams I've seen at the Emirates for a long, long time. And when I say one of the worst teams, I mean one of the worst teams. And I think I've said it probably on a previous show. Um, or it might be last week when we was on the watchdog. Um, mm. Sheffield United, Luton and Burnley... Oh, and you can include Bournemouth into that kind of equation, but they're probably a little bit shade better. But we're talking about four teams, yeah, right, that we should not even be dropping a point home and away against this year. And and I'd say that for the, the, major, the majority of the top four or top six, do you know what I mean? They should all be beating these kinds of sides even very comfortably. Oh, and yeah. um, it really surprised me the top and scrape to beat them. And that's not a dig at them whatsoever, as it goes, by the way. But, <laughs> like, well. <laughs> no, it actually ain't. It actually ain't. I'm surprised that they even struggled to kind of beat them because what I see from them, I know they've got a few injuries and all that, but they're nowhere near the level, mate. Like I tell you what, if they're in the championship this year, I don't even think they'd be in the top eight, top ten. That's how, that's how poor I think they are. And um, I, I just don't, I just don't think this year, yeah, right, the quality of the teams is is good whatsoever. Like you watch Palace against Tottenham the other week. Like I know they've got Elisa and Eze out. But they look toothless. But the, the reality is, yeah, right. They they'll they'll finish about 12th, 13th, and I think that says it all. I think it says it all about the league at the moment. And like we yeah. have a great opportunity over the next few weeks with Burnley at home and Wolves at home to whack that goal difference up. And that goal that that, that scoring that fifth goal with Tommy Asu's kept us in second place yet now after after Man City's win. And we have got to go hell bent to get the goal difference. We can't be beating teams like, like we beat beating Bournemouth three two. Like we need, if we're going to compete for the title, we have to have a goal difference. Do you know what I mean? And this, it, it, it's worth enough a point, obviously, having that goal yes, difference. So, in, so yeah, in the league, we've got that's the league fixtures I'm going by now. My phone, and obviously Newcastle away on Saturday. Then we've got Burnley at home, Brentford away, Wolves at home, Luton away, Villa away. Your favourite fixture, Liam, and Brighton at home before, and then obviously. Uh, 23rd away to Liverpool. So, the majority of them games are winnable games. Yeah, they're all winnable. They're, but they're not just winnable. They're like, you can you can get the, like, we've got to be ruthless. We've got yeah. to be ruthless. There's going to be the odd game when you are when you are going to go 1 0 down in a game that you don't expect to. Do you know what I mean? And we've proven we can do that. But I just, I don't know about you, Spencer, but I just think that the teams are really poor this year. I look at the Premier League, I think there's only about four or five teams that we want to watch at the moment yeah i mean it's i mean sheffield united um i wasn't worried at all on saturday and i was working so i was trying to watch it as i was working and i got to see pretty good portion of the game but they just didn't look threatening they didn't look i mean and that's where i i don't want to take away from eddie because i've seen people on twitter do it i mean eddie's mm. at patrick was beautiful i mean that third goal i mean that third goal I mean, that's even the first goal, Bryce, the pass to him, like, come mm. on. Um, so I don't want to take anything away from him, but I mean, that's kind of like, hey, the confidence build on that, that Eddie's going to get from that, right? And I mean, and that's pivoting to that. I mean, it's kind of, that was the big thing that stuck out to me, but Sheffield United, I mean, I know people made jokes about Luton points. I I mean, it'd be shocked. I'd be shocked to see Sheffield and Luton get close to that derby uh, 11 points, man. Like, 
I mean, it's they're really bad. Like it's and, and like you said, the top three that came up, like I was really surprised. Like I was really buying into what Burnley did with Vincent Company and everything, but they're so open. They open themselves up for counterattack goals. Like it's their play almost like Leeds dead, you know, just kind of like wide open. And you know, it, it, the Sean Dice type, you know, low block would be nice. You know, just kind of like set yourself up for for success. But no, it's like you said, they're probably all three going to go down. Um, yeah, but uh, it's they're hard to watch, man. They really are, unless your team's playing them. Yeah, I, I got. I sort of have to agree on this point of the league is so important. I mean, we saw it yesterday. It's the Manchester derby. Right? We know Man City or Man City, but. This is a well. I watched that game and I'm thinking, obviously, so Bobby, the first knee game since all that. Um, you think the especially like the players have been there for a while now, be up for it, like really want to fight and show some passion at least. It was just, but Man City just pushed him off the park and was like, "Who are who are you, basically, human sort of peasant?" And that's Man United. I mean, we again, what was it the other week in Newcastle? Going to Sheffield United and actually pumping to make nil. And it, I watched that game in it was on in the background. And every time, every time Newcastle scored from the third goal onwards, they didn't even celebrate. It was like, yeah, we've said that we scored. Let's get get the ball back and go again. The Chelsea just Chelsea. The, all week we had, we've had them going, oh, what a great point for us! Way we're back, we're back. They lose to Brentford. And it, again, I watched that game. And I'm like, that was if that had been nil nil. I think that would have been a, a fair result because but Brentford weren't or weren't out of the race to be fair to them. They were, they've even said Frankie Thomas Frank even said himself they weren't at the best. But Chelsea is just a poor, poor side. I mean we said we go, go about it, but that's just a poor side and Everton I mean West Ham losing to Everton yesterday. Again, it just shows how important it's just shows how poor this league is because this is the Everton side that we're all thinking that could be the one that if one of the three that do come up somehow survive, Evan would be the one that suffers the consequence, basically, you'd think. Point deduction or not. But then obviously they go to West Ham yesterday and get a, get a win. It's, a, it's again, it's so poor. I mean, these, te- what was, um, these teams go to Man City, won't even try. They won't even try to say, oh, it's Man City. Okay, you have to three points of the day, Man City. Off you go. We go. We we take because you're Man City, we'll take the defeat, and we'll just focus on the teams around us. And it's, uh, that, that, that does my head in as well. But yeah, the league is fucking woeful in terms of in terms of quality. And we've got in terms of the teams we should be beating, we have to home and away beat them. No, no mercy, no none of this BS or where we've got European football or cup football this that and the other beforehand. And then the teams like Newcastle. Uh, Liverpool and, and City, and you can throw in them not down the road. That they're, they're the ones where you want to. We're going to drop points. They're the ones that are more acceptable, well, apart from Tottenham, obviously, but they're more acceptable because of the quality of the teams they are. But anyone else, we should be getting three points home and away against, against them all because they're, so, they're so poor. The quality is so poor, but. We'll take we'll take it as it we'll take it as it comes, especially in January now. As I say, all the fixtures being moved around in in December. Sorry, the fiesta period now. Going to be interesting how teams, all the teams, adapt to that and go go with it. Um, oh, Colonel saying as well, Liam needs to do November 
<laughs> I can imagine you have cash. <laughs> we don't even rush. Yeah. Ended them up with a beat up at the Embers, the Lonstone. And you'll be there with big, bushy fucking cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But going back to the game, obviously, yeah, we got the, as you mentioned before, the goal there, Declan's assist for the first goal. The t- again, got to say, from Freddie's perspective, uh, and to, for the, get the touch off and get this, uh, get, and this is full of the ball. Don't just let the ball bounce off him and leave it. He, just, he, he took the touch and ran and let the, left the defender in his wake. Bang, 1 0. And he's just, you just, you just see the relief in the bin. The players that like, we got the goal, we can go now. You knew from that point because we were going to win this. There's no way because the house of United set up. They said, I said what they're going to do. They did do it in terms of come for the point, but then they didn't, didn't there was no reaction. Um, and we just plugged away, got to half time in the second half. What was it five minutes into the second half, two nil? And that was, and it, and it, for, I don't know why it was checked, but it was checked for four hours, I think, on the goalkeeper. Then Eddie's third goal. I mean, you're behind that goal, Liam. What was your reaction when he hits? He, he lets loose outside the box. Maybe <laughs> I'll probably turn away thinking, "Oh, he's got Eddie's on the ball." <laughs> oh no, we joke aside. Um, yeah, it was an unbelievable strike, weren't it? Straight in that, straight in the right. We weren't in the top top corner, was it? But he had so much venom behind it. Do you know what? Right, Eddie and Katie is probably ideal for these games. In terms of these these teams like Burnley, um, Luton, Sheffield United, because I think at times I think they're the kind of teams, yeah, right. He's going to get a lot of kind of success in the box as well, like we see what you see on Saturday, mm. um, where the bigger teams it's harder, isn't it? But as I've said, I've always thought Eddie and Kett is a bit of a homer in terms mm. of like he scores a lot of goals at home. But I need to see away from. I'm sorry, I need to see away from home, and yeah. until I see it away from home. Luton, Sheffield right. United away, <laughs> Burnley away. No, I, wouldn't, I still wouldn't. I wouldn't trust it away from home. Still, I don't know why. I don't. I want to see him do it. I really want to see him go away from home and hit a period of games where he scores. Yeah, I think they'll be. The, I think I'm saying them. Them three. Them three themselves will be the away games where he needs to target and say, "This is where I need to sort my away form out and prove myself." Basically, and build my confidence up from there. I think Jesus is just unbelievable blood to take away from home, isn't he? Like, oh, yeah. he, like if Jesus is a fit for any game away from home, Jesus probably would start up front at the moment for me. But yeah, yeah, I think these home games, mate, definitely get him in. Then Eddie and K. He's hungry. He wants to score goals, so why not try it? I'd be. I think to, he needs to start tomorrow night against West Ham. I think he will, and he needs to score. He needs to score. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean. um, Obviously, as I said, I said on Saturday, on Saturday night in the, in the group chat that we're in the um, what's the match of the day, and I obviously doing interviews and all that. And I didn't know this until he said it, but yeah, Eddie, apparently Eddie and Kitty dedicated his, his hat trick to his uh, late aunt. Now he's just lost in the last few weeks, so obviously condolences and all that to him, him and his family and all that. But shows what he's been going through and all that. Off, you know, just, not just him as well, Tommy Astor as well lost his mum in the last year, so he shows that he's. The, what the players are going through and it would explain to Tommy Astor as well why his form went because obviously he was grieving his mum but yeah um, it, was, it was class obviously to 
see that Eddie Arley's hat-trick when Fabio won the penalty that he said, you know what, I could have I could have been part of history and joined on me and asked him for the, for the only place to score four goals for the last time in a game. But Fabio won the penalty. He's got a baby on the way who I think, I believe she's had the baby now. So congratulations to Fabio and his wife. Um, going by his Instagram post. But yeah, so basically he wanted to do the right thing and let him have his moment with the fans again. And again, Fabio's coming on and he's proved, he's proved to be a good impact sub even against a team like Sheffield. I know it's Sheffield United, but even against uh, on Saturday, he comes on and makes an impact. Even when we're coasting, we don't need to do anything. He, he does something. And I, I, I sat here and watched it like uh, on the screen here, and I was like, I'm screaming, I'm screaming, basically. I'm I'm not impressed. I'm like, how's the ref missed that? That's a foul, surely. You could tell it's a foul. Yeah. I was. What about yourself, Liam? Because I was doing blockade. Oh, blatant foul. Like, yeah, blatant. Like, I knew, I knew, even after it carried on, that that was getting pulled back on VAR for a penalty. It was that blatant, that, that foul. Um, that there was no it. doubt. You couldn't I know he's one of the new ones that have been brought through this year, but... That's just basics. I mean, the way the, the way Fabio's gone down, he's he's staying down. He ain't even like he's like on the plate. We've got we've got the ball back and we're getting back up. He stood. He stayed down, holding his ankle. He was on. He was in agony. And he was, when he saw the replay, he's like he literally got caught the back of his ankle, back of his Achilles. So, but yeah, again, VAR done the right thing. Did do the right thing. And it did come to the right conclusion. But it's just a pain in the ass. Like, really, did you have to go through all that just to go to the right conclusion when it's so obvious? But there's a comment here I did say from earlier from Brownie. Um, it says, I remember I remember me asking Arsenal fans when they would they take Declan and Russ at Arsenal. And they all, including my, uh, me and Sam in the chat, that Declan wasn't Arsenal standard. At the time, Brownie, though, this is the thing. At the time, he wasn't standard. He has, he has improved since we last spoke. He, again... I'm running out week in week out. I'm running out. I'm running out of things to say about the guy. He's been that good. Oh dear. But yeah. So again, yeah, Spencer. What your what was your thoughts on the Eddie Tatrick and the Fabio penalty as well? And obviously Tommy Astor as well. It's part of the repetitions that's required for this team to push on, right? So. That's why, I, like I said, it, I got in a mood on Saturday with Twitter because I was just watching people like dog and Sheffield United as if they were like trying to take away from Eddie's accomplishment, which hmm. I was just like, man, just enjoy the win. My God, like I don't care who you play against, right? You won 5 nothing. You just don't happen every day. The competition did suck, but you took care of business. You won 5 nothing. You didn't win 8 nothing. Just enjoy it. Some people just can't seem to enjoy the good things in life. Um, so, you know, with Eddie, man, like, uh, props to him. He's available. Um, you know, I hope he – like, I've had my comments about Eddie, and I don't think he's a top-level striker. But I hope I'm proven wrong, man. Like, I hope he plays Wednesday, scores a couple, and, you know, goes up to Newcastle on Saturday and scores one for us or two for us. I want to be proven wrong about Eddie, man. How awesome would it be if Eddie pops on and next thing you know, he's a 15 to 20 goal striker for us. I mean, I know it's probably definitely not going to happen, but we, I mean, we would kill for that. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Like he's already here. We didn't have to pay for him. We want him to succeed. Um, and to piggyback on the Vieira thing, Vieira scored a second goal for Arsenal. There was fans last year 
to have a custom beer playing. I mean, I got a text from a guy. He's a YouTuber. I'll leave his name alone. He sent me a message at the MLS All-Star game. Why is Vieira playing? And I messaged back, like, because he can play multiple positions. Arteta likes him because he can play the eight position. He can play the wing. And it takes time, man. He was in the Portuguese league. It's a softer league. Now he's in a more physical league. Um, he's kicked on and played well. And and I'm going to go mention a name, and, I, and Ryan will cut me off if he wants to on this one. I know he will. But Havertz, give it some time, man. Like, he's coming from Chelsea. Let's see how he does in our system in like six months from now. And let's just be patient, man. Enjoy the wins. Be patient. Um, I mean, it's Lakonga. That didn't work out. We know Lakonga's going to be leaving the club probably in the summer, right? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Vieira found a way to work out. I mean, I mean it's it's good. And Tommy asked you, man, like he's played excellent the last two games. I thought he was last Tuesday night. Um, I thought he was the right selection given the competition against Sevilla. Uh, Played well, played well again on, on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I mean, just just the people that I think needed that lift up got the goals on Saturday, right? The ones that needed like for the narrative. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's and it was good to see. I mean, Odegaard. I was I was kind of glad he didn't start. Not that I think he's been poor or anything, but it was good to get Smith Rowe out there to get a start in a game, right? Like get him back in the rotation because he is a ten. He can play the wing, but he is a 10. He can play the eight. Um, you know, I was excited for it, man. I was glad. I'm, gl- I'm glad he picked up the three points. Uh, I'm interested to see what the rotation is going to be Wednesday night. Uh, I think we'll definitely see Ramsdale in goal, but will we see more of the same we saw Saturday? I think it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want us to win this competition, the Caribou Cup, man. I think we need to win it, establish that winning culture. Um, go get yourself a trophy, get these guys hungry. Um, it's all about motivation, right? And if you slag off a competition and, and don't care about it, I mean, there's only four trophies available. Go, go get this one. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And uh, since I put that comment about Deco as well, literally, Brownie's popped back in and a little debate going back and forth. I mean, you bet he's saying it was 50 million pounds cheaper, yeah, but he's 50. It wasn't worth what the time when just after we got Partey, he wasn't worth that at the time. It was all the time. He, he would, he would, if we'd gotten him for that, he would not have improved us at that time. We, we've let him do his thing at West Ham. We know the Chelsea situation, we've, we've jumped in it at the best time. And I think if we'd gone for the thing is, if we'd gone for him back then, we wouldn't have got him because we weren't where we are now. The reason part of the reason why we're, we've got him this time out now. Was because of the, the improvement Arteta has shown the world that he's done with Arsenal, and they took us to a level where we're starting to compete again. And he wants to be part of a competitive team and win the titles. He said it himself in it before us. Before coming to us, sorry. So again, it's all it's all about timing. And again, about this thing about Odegaard, you didn't tell us about Odegaard. Sam told us about Odegaard. Let's not even go to that one. Talking of Odegaard. Out, is out on obviously out on the bench on um, on Saturday, and then Arteta saying he's injured. Do you believe he's injured, or do you think it's just a bit of a respite, just allow him to recover? Maybe we might see him on Wednesday for for a cameo, and then put him again back on Saturday. So I keep forgetting the days. Uh, Liam, sorry. Sorry, would we on about party? Uh, no, Odegaard, in terms oh, of, he was, he was out on the bench. 
Yeah. Didn't play. He's injured, apparently. He had a bit of a knock. Do you think we might see him in a cameo on Wednesday and then fully yeah. fledged on the weekend? I think we'll only see him if we need to see him on tomorrow. I think, um, I think I don't think there's any point risking on the guard tomorrow night because Newcastle's massive Saturday, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? I think if Arteta can get away with playing 11 players tomorrow night, that's what he'll do. Um, I don't just don't see the point of, I keep saying tomorrow night's Wednesday night, sorry. I just don't see the point of risking players. Um, as well, obviously, I want to win the league cup. Do you know what? I really want to win the league cup because I haven't seen us win it since 1993. And some of, you, some of you guys probably haven't even seen it. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's I was four. I was four. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a strange one because obviously, it's probably yeah. the easiest tournament to win out of the lot. But yeah. we've we've had our opportunities to win it, but haven't seen it through. So I really do want us to do it because I think this year's a, a prime year with Man City already out. And we know Spurs are playing well, but they're already out as well. That for me, the only team I'd worry about in the semi-finals if it got to a two-legged affair would be Liverpool. Um, but I still yeah. think we'd come out. I still think we'd come out. Could come out and um, not could would come out the right side of it this time around. But <sighs> nah, I, w- I wouldn't. I'd only. I'd only bring Odegaard on if I needed him tomorrow. I think there's no. There's no point risking him, and I think he's. He's obviously had a few little niggles. I think there's obviously definitely something going on in the background in terms of these niggles. And I think this is the prime time for Arteta to just give him a week out of it. I think the other one is, will he take Declan Rice? Um, will, he, will he put him on the bench on Wednesday? I think it'd be very hard for him not to take him back to West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, the elder guard on the bench. Uh, Rice on the bench, like the five guys you would did. So if you thought about the rotation of who you would rotate, their positions would be my subs in theory in case you need to keep pushing on, right? You don't want to rotate too much, but the Rice one, how do you go tell Declan Rice, hey, we're going back to West Ham, you're not going to feature. You can't, can you? It, it, just, it would just kill him, I would think, right? Uh, the Odegaard one, I expect him to play because um, I, I – I, the more I think about it, I, I think he got the rest on Saturday, um, and he's going to be needed for for sun, for uh, Saturday against uh, Newcastle. But I think he probably ends up being a um, a sub. But you know, hopefully the rotation guys you bring in, hopefully maybe you'll see the same squad. Maybe you see Smith Rowe, Havertz, uh, potentially Jorginho or Rice, whoever, and maybe you see the same squad from Saturday, and they take care of the business for you in the first you know 30, 40 minutes. And you don't need to wear those. You can bring academy kids in to finish the game out, right? Like Sago and maybe a Roll Walters to him get him a shot. Like you, you never know. So I hopefully they take care of business in the first half, and we don't have to see our starters play because of Saturday. I mean, Saturday's gonna be a huge game up there in Newcastle. So oh, I would like to see him play youngster again, like he did in against Brentford. I would like Rolls Walters would be the one for me. I'd like to see him play, even if he went to right back and Tommy played left back. Um I think Gabriel will start on Wednesday. And I think it's just interesting because him and Core both left footed in it. But I think we could see them both start Wednesday. Mm. Yeah. I, it's going to be critical to get the lineup right. I think. And then you also don't know what West Ham's going to put out there, too, right? Like they've got Europe. Um, so they're, they have another trophy they're probably chasing. Um, and I think the next the next round of European games is the following week, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 
it's going to be very interesting. I, I am I am interested to see what the lineup is for this week. Um, but I, I'm I'm with Liam, and like I said earlier, myself, and I'd love to win this competition. It's just Pep Pep puts us on. Man City always wins this competition because it just gets those guys hungry to go out there and strive for excellence. So. Yeah, well, whilst, yeah, whilst we've been live, by the way, the Ballon d'Or top three has been announced. We have our winner. Would you like to know? No, it's Messi. It has to be. Yeah. Messi, number one. Haaland, number two. Mbappe, number three. Yeah, well, I think the World Cup decided that, didn't it? We've been totally yeah. honest. Yeah. I've, been saying it since, I've been saying it ever since he won it. Uh, he's going to win. He'll be given it based on the fact he won last year's World Cup with his country for the first time in X amount of years for the country and all that. And the fact that he's gone, obviously, this, this will be his last opportunity because in terms of winning the Ballon d'Or for the next couple of years now to the next World Cup, potentially, if he goes on that long, because he's obviously down in MLS as well. So we will see a different winner next time round, hopefully, touch wood. Do you uh, think that's the right choice, though, Messi? Do you think that's the right choice for the Ballon d'Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think so. I think he, Harland's a goal machine, mm-hmm. but I look at Harland when you cut out, you cut out the supply like we did, and then he's pretty ineffective, isn't he? Yeah, was messing yeah, in pockets and just tears apart basically. He, he, at his age, at that World Cup, man, he was doing what he was doing. I think he was signed, sealed, and delivered at that point. I think it would have been very hard to take it away from him at that point. Like for me, Lionel Messi. I'm a messy man, like all day long over over Ronaldo. But Harlan scores fifty goals. That's a lot of goals, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of goals scored not get the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> it's a lot of goals not to get the Ballon d'Or. The only issue I have with the messy thing is the is the MLS portion of it. That's what taints my view. Well, because, yeah, because I think I think because it's more recent. That's why I say like, I think this will be his last one for the next few years because he's down in MLS. He won't be recognised. I mean, don't get me wrong, and I'm not knocking my own country's uh, football. I'm just, I'm not. But um, when you give a guy a portion of your media rights deal, it calls into question the legitimacy of the refereeing and everything. Because you guys imagine, oh, we're going to bring Mbappe to the Premier League. He's going to get 6% of the revenue from the Premier League. (laughs) People would have a riot. There's no way. But in MLS, in America, we just let him do whatever. So, but sorry, I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on that. So. Yeah, I get, I get your point. And if it was Apple, has he got the rights to Apple TV as well? Yeah, you get some of the Dita sales, <laughs> Apple sales. Ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's just hard. It's hard. It's hard to take the league seriously when you give a player part. Like, it's like it's like putting betting shirts, a uh, betting sponsors on shirts, right? Like, it's entertainment, right? Like, what are we doing here? So, sorry. <laughs> oh dear! Brilliant. It, look, it is what it is. I'd, I'd, you know what? I'd, I've he's seen, laughing, isn't he? Of course he is. And, you know, in one sense, you can't blame him. Like, he is what, it is what it is. I'd rather, thing is, I'd rather him go to the, like, the MLS in his career now than go to Saudi Arabia. At least he's got something about him to say, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be part of the sheep and go bar, bar, bar. I'm actually going to do my own thing. And that, it was unbelievable when he scored that free kick, wasn't it? Like in his pool. debut, Miami on his debut. Was it his debut? Oh, mate, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? And I just think that's the player he is, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think the PSG was obviously a funny one, weren't it? Really, like 
I'm not I'm I'm not naturally that he did the right thing there if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, I think the right um, protest towards Barcelona yeah. and the whole situation there. Yeah, like I would have liked to see him come over if I'm being totally honest. I would have loved to see him for a year or two. Yeah. Like, could you imagine him in that Man City team? Please don't say. <laughs> he was like with Kevin De Bruyne. He like they would have won the Champions League well before, and then that's the case. yeah. No, I I I I think that would have been like a much better move for him if I'm being totally honest than PSG. Because yeah. the problem with PSG was he got all the egos, were not it? Neymar, Mbappe, Mbappe, and him. They clashed, and yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's an unbelievable player. Yeah, but he should have signed for Leeds. Yeah, sort of sign the lead, yeah. Just want the leads. Messi's too scared to go to the... Yeah, all right. You know what? If Messi had gone to the championship, bloody hell. I would want, I want to know what Leeds have done, basically, to get that over the line. Given him ownership? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> of the league. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, going back to what you were saying about Kai uh, spent as well. I mean, I've got no problem with Kai. I mean, I've, I've been saying all summer, like, give him time. And for the last few weeks, Liam has been saying since the Unity Shield that uh, his best position that we're sit, we sit, we, when we do play him in is uh, most effective is up top. So I was, I know it's definitely United, but I was a bit disappointed that he was put back in the midfield pivot, knowing that's one of that's probably his weakest position we can put him in in this system. But against Sheffield United, he didn't have much to worry about, really, with all due respect. He got his foot on the ball, did a bit of this, a bit of that. Had a couple of chances near the end. Done a job, basically. I can't complain. But other fans do need to get get this ego, this ego, this agenda off their, out of their heads and actually give Kai the opportunity. Because if it isn't for him, we don't win against City. If he doesn't come on and do that, give that assist, if he's not there... You don't get we don't get that goal. So don't get that other he does, goal. Have, he, does have his, he does have his strength, his attributes, and like Liam said, straight from Neil Arthur, his best position is up top. My brother said it to me, and, and there's on um, at the community as well. Like he's more effective up top. He can get in amongst it and stick it to the stick it to the opposition in defence and stretch them and things like that, and call and physically cause them a bit of tiredness. I would say like, as the game goes on. I uh, think. Gone, no, I was just thinking, I think like when we were talking about earlier on the way what Arteta wants to play moving forward, mm. I think once he gets that to the way he wants it, I think you'll see a different kind of habits. Yeah. Like, I think he'll pretty much be the second striker. Yeah. And I'm all for that because I think that he that's where we get we get we get we're getting the best out of him in this system. And he seems to be more happier playing in that, in this system in that position as well. And I said again, I said this all summer as well, before we'd even get to you'd even get to competitive ball anyway, you know, like Munich and all that onwards. Um this ain't Chelsea. We don't play a way that neglects his abilities. We play to we play to his strengths. Our team, our, our ethos of our club and history, and the way our tech sets it wants to play what's he seen to play is to play to his he he loves that sort of style of play. We saw it at Bayer Leverkusen all them years ago. We've seen it in bit part with Germany. As well, so I, I I didn't have. Don't get me wrong, I was a bit taken aback when I first heard of it. But when I sat back and thought about it, I thought it it does make sense because he he can do a job for us. He will fit into what we the way we play. Whereas Chelsea, just money aside, it just didn't make sense because 
they don't play to his strengths. We knew that even before he signed for them. They don't, they don't play attacking, free-throwing football like he likes to play. And that that, that, that showed through his, through his majority of his... Even then, he scored the Champions League winning goal and they still don't respect him. So it's Barkham. That's what good, that's good this, this this fan base. They claim to hate Chelsea that much. Yet they we've just bought we've just bought a player that's we bought a player in that's won a champ scored the goal to win a Champions League recently from our rival in Chelsea and instead of sticking it to him and going we're gonna do the complete opposite and we're gonna actually publicly support the guy, back him to the hill, we've got idiots in this fan base going, No, we've got an agenda, we're gonna we're gonna constantly call him out no matter what. Like, fuck off. Give the guy a break. He's a confidence player as well. I can tell he's a confidence player. He, he, I think everyone at the time had a go about giving a penalty to him. But I think that's that's since then he's starting to grow game by game. He is getting better. You just as you say, you need to give him time. Bergkamp needed what was it? Bergkamp needed eight, nine games he needed. Henri the same. Players need some players need time to adjust. Even if even if they're coming from one club to the other in the same league, they do need time to adjust to new systems, to ways, so we say. But look, it is what it is, and I think I don't see I don't think we'll see Kai on Wednesday, but I do think we'll, obviously we will definitely see him on one way or the other on Saturday. But I think he'll get a full full night off on on Wednesday just because. Do you? I do yeah. just because New, if it, because it's away to Newcastle. He's mm. a he's a toughie. He'll want some of his players rested and fully fit. See, be one I'll be playing. He would be one I'll be playing on Wednesday night, like. I'm I thinking about what Arteta's going to do. I don't know. I don't know. I think he might play, mate. Honestly, like I would even consider right playing him up top on on Wednesday night. Personally, I I would play him. I'd play him. The more games he gets here, the more minutes he gets, the better he's going to become. Do you know what I mean? I don't I don't see the point of resting him whatsoever. I get the point of resting Rice. I get the point of resting Odegaard. I get the point of resting players like Jesus and all that. But Kai Havertz, do I get the point of resting him? Absolutely not. Like I'd be playing. Well, the more minutes he gets, the more many, more games we're going to play him into form, and he might get a big moment on Wednesday. Do you know what I mean? You never know, do you? Good for the winner, yeah. And if he does, mate, yeah, that, yeah, go on. That's the biggest confident boost you can get, isn't it? Scoring the winner. Yeah, in a cup in London derby as well. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what Arteta's going to do. <laughs> you can't second guess Arteta now. He t- he's slowly turning to what Pep does. Like you can't guess his teams anymore. No, you can't. I'd, I'd consider playing him up top on Wednesday night. If, if he thinks, if he knows Jesus is not going to be fit for Saturday, mate, and I'd rest in Kater and play play Havertz up front. Yeah. And I'd play, you'd have Trossard and Nelson. So, I, yeah, I mean, I'll say, I'll say this much about Kai, and I think ever since the penalty, we've seen more confidence and teeth from him. I mean, look at the way he played against City. Um, he passes the ball to Saka in that Chelsea game that gets the ball to Trossard. He sets that play up. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, I think he's played better. I mean, it's, I just wonder like for me and I, and I, I, you know, like, what does he have to do to make fans happy? Does he have to score 50 goals? Like, does he have to cure one person of cancer by the two, two you know, by the 90 minutes and stuff like, and I, I say that in jest, no disrespect to that stuff, but mm. like, what do we, what, 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 what's the goal? Like, what is the baseline for him? Like, What's the expectation? Like, because there's expectation for certain players, and expectations for us, but, but I don't think we're making excuses for Kai because I don't think he's done anything to hurt us either. I think he's done excellent. He's reliable. He's able to play, and 
I mean, I think he brings a lot to us defensively. I think he's solid in the midfield, but I'd love to I, I love your point there, Liam. Like I'd play him up top on Wednesday and let's see what you got, man. Yeah. Go for it. Um and I think that's I think like you said, he's probably eventually gonna you pay sixty five million for him. Like he's I mean, I know Arteta said he brought him in as a midfielder, but your opinion changes, right? And let's go back to this comment earlier about Ryan Ramsdale. He brought him in for the for the competition. Well, how do we know that how Teta told you he's bringing Havertz in for midfield, but he changed his mind? Maybe he told you one thing and something completely different. So, mm. um, the you know, it's kind of like with Eddie, right? The goalpost move with these players when they do good things for our fan base. Just give them their credit. It doesn't mean you have to go out and buy a shirt with your name on the back of them, but give them credit and support them, right? Um, that's that's just my two cents on that. It just it just the Kai hate just makes me infuriated. So I think. I think the timber. I think the timber injury killed kills quite a lot of what Arteta really naturally wanted to do, and in that first game of the season. And I think, like as I said, like I think there's going to be a total different kind of setup in terms of shape of defence when we start evolving over the next couple of years. But I, as I said, like I don't see Car Havertz as being that that guy who's going to be totally up top. But what I do see is that guy who probably would break break in from. From deep positions as a, number, a, a second striker, and I think this season he's got to be given as much opportunity as he possibly can to kind of get get game time, but also have moments where it's going to evolve him. And I, I, as I said, like, I think Wednesday is a, a big game, for, a big game for him, and I'd be putting him in that team all day long Wednesday because. I just think he needs minutes, and I think the more minutes he gets, the more opportunities we've got of winning, of win, get, getting him to win fans over. And I think the last point I was going to make as well is Saturday. I don't think he naturally starts Saturday anyway, if I'm being totally honest, Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Havertz would be a bench player for me on Saturday for certain. I think some of the success yeah. in his roles has been coming off the bench, right? That you know, it's kind of like Trossard, the super sub, right? And I know he's not scoring the goals like Trossard, but Trossard has this ability to come on in the 60th minute, 65 minutes, and just kick it on. And Havertz seems to come in the Man City game, the Chelsea game, and just kick it on. And those are his top six opponents: one on the road, one you haven't beaten since uh, was it 2015, I believe. So, I mean, 100%, he would be a bench player for me on Saturday, 100%. Would, yeah. Yeah, no, I fully agree. You don't start whatsoever on Saturday. Not there. Not there. Right. Yeah. We have really, really, really got to do what we did against them last uh, back in the last season and shut the crowd up as soon as, 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 soon as we possibly can. Yeah. It's going to be coming set up that, that back line. So, you know, if you want to go through the lineup, I don't know if I'm jumping, Ryan, but, you know, you got you got Rye out there, of course, Ransell Rye argument, but yeah. make sure Saliba's ready. Make sure Gabrielle's ready. White, Tamiyasu, right? We want to be a little stronger on the on that defensive on that back line. Declan Rice has to be on the team sheet. Team sheet. Odegaard, maybe Jorginho, right? Or you know, make sure you set up strong. Do a double pivot in the beginning. Uh, Saka, Martinelli, and and Kedia. You know, I mean, you got to go the strongest eleven up there, man. St James's Park is just going to get harder to play at as the years go on. With them with the money backing they have with the Saudis, like it's just, yeah, it's gonna get it's be, it's gonna become one of those scary places mm. to go to. Oh, sorry, I've just that's literally what I was talking about. I've just realized because obviously, as you mentioned before, Champions League next week, and they've got to travel away to Dortmund, and obviously now because they lost last time out at home to Dortmund, 
They're going to have, mm. to, go, have to go there and win now, really. Yeah. Keep it in their Oh, so even their team selection could be a bit mixed match as well. Like, they got Man United Wednesday as well, didn't they? Or is it Tuesday or Wednesday? They got United. It must be Wednesday. They got United. They? Wednesday. They got us. That could play into our hands, actually. Think about it. If we play our play our hand our hand right in all that malarkey. Ooh. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Bit. It's kind of. I think we'll get the three points there. I think we'll. Um. I think we'll be set up well. I think if you look at Newcastle at the moment, right, they've got quite a few injuries as well, haven't they? They've got a number of injuries. They've had the, the incident with the Italian lad now, which is obviously got. A, Got to be great in a little bit of the club, and um, I just look at them one to eleven. Like you look at Newcastle's one to eleven. Yeah, they have, they have the passion there, but naturally, if you was looking at our number one to eleven to their one to eleven, from a realistic point of view, we we are we are a much superior team in my, in my, in my, in most positions. And mm. I just think like as long as we yeah. turn up and don't do what we did against Chelsea, um, we 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 we. Make sure the first 15 minutes we shut them up and just hit them on the counter attack. Mm. Which I, I think we'll beat them. I think we we'll do exactly the same job again. I think I, I, I agree with you, right? I think they're going to be, they need to beat Dortmund at Dortmund. They know now they have to win that either Dortmund or Paris Angerman. And the sooner they, the sooner they get the winner, it'll be better for them. So I think their eyes will be on the Dortmund game on, on next week. I agree with that. I, I'm not, like I said, I, I think we'll take all three points too, even with the lineup I mentioned. Um, and it's it, for me, it comes down to Rice being available, man. Like, I mean, we went up there and Saliba wasn't available, right? And we still got three points last year. You have to feel more confident when you see Rice and Saliba on the team mm-hmm. sheet. Oh, I'd say so. I mean, yeah. and, and it's not cockiness. It's just Declan Rice. What and we're seeing, basically. I mean, just to have that, that, Rock, you know, those two guys up there, like you said, first 15 minutes, you're going to take some It's I think it's a, a you guys are okay, so I'm four hours behind you guys now. So I think that's the 4 30 kick for you guys. Five so that's 5 30. So that's, that's you guys, yeah. is that the is that the is that the latest game on Saturday? Yeah, it should yeah. be okay. So I mean, that's that prime time game for you guys as far as I guess TV and everything, like. So it's going to be a big atmosphere. It's not like a twelve thirty kick on a Saturday morning where everybody's trying to wake up, right? Um, so it's yeah. going to be it's going to be raucous. I think they're the Tonali one is the one I think that hurts them the most, right? And it's you missing that. Yeah. There, I mean, it, it, we just remember how and passionate their fan base were last year at that game and how we, we weathered the storm, got the two 0 win. Um, there's more confidence in the fan base now, but again, this is. The players know the task at hand. And St. James Park's not going to be easy. So, um, you know, like it's like BX said. I think Isex out. I think Botman's out. Uh, so there's there's opportunities to be had. I think I think like you said, Sleeper. I think like you said, Sleeper, mate. Hey, Sleeper on Saturday, mate. He was playing at sixty percent, mate. And that geezer won't get around him. We'll love love all money, mate. We could have played one centre back. We could have played Sleeper back on his own on Saturday, right? And he would have governed the whole lot, mate. That's how I knew after two minutes that we weren't conceding a goal because you could just tell a superiority. But like you said, last year we didn't have a William Sleeper to turn up there. We didn't have a Declan Rice to turn up there. I'm even debating. Did we ever get did Gabriel Jesus turn up there? 
I believe he was playing that game. Was he playing um, that game? Uh, I can find out. Let me, let me have a look. Let me find out for you. Be interested, but Saliba and Declan Rice, like we're going to be talking about them for years to come. Like I, I don't, I don't even want to bore people because everyone knows what they are to us. But Williams, William Saliba in that team just is is just a different level to anything else, and that's why we can go away from home and do what we do you know, away from home because you've got him there. When you've got him and Gabriel with that partnership. I just think it's going to be too strong for Newcastle on Saturday. And I think as long as we don't, I think that Chelsea performance probably come at the right time for us because it gave them, it probably give them the kick up the arse now to get, and I'm sure Arteta would have ripped them in the changing rooms after because he wouldn't have been happy with that two-all draw, whatever happened. Um, but I think there'd be a lot more focus at Newcastle. So, yeah, our team lineup for when we played them last season was Ramsdale in goal. Ben White at right back, Yako Kiwa, Gabriel and Zenchenko, Granite Xhaka, Jorginho, Odegaard. Yet again, no party, notice that. Saka, Zezus, and Martinelli. Mm. That was our 11. We could do it. We Jesus be ideal for Saturday, wouldn't he? Yeah. Absolute ideal. Like, I think Seville, I think the Seville game was, if you said where'd you rather go, Newcastle or Seville? Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, I completely blanked out until literally about five minutes ago. I was like, oh, yeah, they've got to go Dortmund, haven't they? And they've got a win now because I was yeah. And of the injuries to Isaac, and again, they did, they drew at the weekend as well to um, Wolves, who are doing, actually doing well this season so far. Uh, they drew to Wolves, they, again, once, once Wolves got that equaliser to 2-2, to two, two, Newcastle didn't sort of they were holding on a bit there near the end, so gonna be interesting. And yeah, you can remind us all day long, Brownie. If we win trophies, the league titles, Champions Leagues, FA Cups, League Cups, knock yourself out. I don't care. <laughs> We've got him now, that's what matters. Hey Ryan, so uh, the subs on that day were Tierney came on for Zinchenko. Partey came on for Odegaard, and Kedia for Jesus, Trossard for Martinelli, and Reese Nelson for Kyosaka. So. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I remember the being on edge that whole okay. game, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a very intense game, wasn't it? It was. It was, and then we got. I think for me, the second other guy scored that first goal. I thought that because of where we were at the time, form wise, okay, we've got this done, just concentrate, don't let it slip and all that. And yeah, we we controlled the game, controlled the game, didn't give give a sniff really, if I remember rightly, compared to the previous season. And then obviously, Martin Eddie, a reasonable nugget in the second half, sealed the game for us, and again, it's just. A more professional performance compared to the previous year, and when you find out afterwards by Ramsdale that um, I'd used a clip from the from the uh, All or Nothing documentary when we went to the, after we played Newcastle like the previous season, they used it to motivate them. So we know we we know what Mikel's all about, and then there's a motivation. So you know, probably find another nugget to sort of kick kick him at the backside because we don't we don't want to be dropping points this weekend. 
I don't know. I mean, I know Man City got Bournemouth, so they got, they're playing before us on Saturday as well, the three blocks. So that's probably a guaranteed win for them. I don't think we'll be above them on Saturday. Whatever happens, I think they'll smash about five, six goals past Bournemouth. You'd expect, anyway, it's Man City at home, mm. so you'd expect it. Yeah, as I said earlier, bend over fucking Bournemouth day, what's the name? Um, Saturday. And yeah, Chelsea play, yeah, Spurs play Chelsea on a Monday. So that's, oh, that's be interesting. They could, they might. We may be hopefully if we do turn up and we do get the result, get the result, be it being a win. Hopefully, come this time next, yeah, this time next week, we'll be the only unbeaten team, unbeaten league team in the league left. If, if Chelsea can turn up and do a job for once, I doubt it, but you never know. We've got some interesting uh, away games, haven't we? In terms of the next couple of games, like hmm. it's stunned. Yeah. Take up Brentford game on the 25th, but Aston Villa away on the 3rd of December, I think it is, or something like that. No, the 9th or 10th. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's a massive game as well with them in form. Like, they, could, I was looking at that yesterday. Like, they're well up for getting that fifth spot in there at the moment. Yeah, they haven't. The thing is, since we beat them last season, they haven't lost at home. They, they've battered teams as well. They've battered teams as well. Yeah. They haven't just beat teams, they've battered teams. Yeah. That's a hard game, mate. That's yeah, a hard, cool. hard game, that game. And that's going to be hard for anyone who goes there. Man City, Spurs, do you know what I mean? Liverpool, it's going to be a hard game for anyone to go there. And we struggled ever since they've come back up in the league there, too. Or, well, not struggle. We've won, but we've also we've had to play some tough games. I remember the game of COVID, they beat us. Um, one nil, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Jack's last year. Uh, maybe 2-1. But I, I do want to bring this up to you, Ryan, and I, I heard an interesting statistic, and this is something for the fan base to kind of like go, wow. Arsenal have their best start in 16 years. So that's mm. that's really an interesting – I didn't know that. So, what, six wins mm. and three draws – or two draws. Or three draws. So best start. And we, and we haven't played that well, apparently. I mean, at that, and again, if there's another gear there, right? Like, yeah, stand by. Was, hopefully, hopefully, there is another gear. Yeah, that, I think it was again. It's, I think that's. I think the team have matured this season in terms of. Where's last again? We weren't expected to do start see start of last season. We weren't expected. We can all say we weren't expecting to to do what we did in terms of go for a title and all that. They went gun ho. They showed their, they flexed their muscles and went gun ho. Pretty much all season, and it, there's, the energy went at the wrong time for us. I think this year, sort of, it looks like we're conserving our energy. It's like taking it game by just going game by game. Get the result. Don't lose. It's to get a result. Get in. Get out. And we're looking. We're looking to do what Man City have done over the years and go. Okay, we're in January, February time. Let's push on now. I think that I think if we can get to January, Fe- January time, like early February, I think that's when we're going. If we're still in, if we are still in, in the mix for the title, I think that's when we push on. We just got we we show what we started started last season in terms of the attacking flair, the flea throwing football, the you know what we pretty much what, what how you meant to end the season basically. You're, in the situation, um, but yeah, Isaac versus Zayzus, uh, Gary saying can't go wrong with either. Zayzus gives us experience. That's 
that we need. And Arteta's, and te, uh, Arteta likes what he likes, right? Yeah, he does give us experience, and he just needs to get these injuries out of his system. Otherwise, we're going to see another Thomas Party situation, so saying, the injury side of things, and phased out. Yeah, uh, looks like Neto's links are done with. For his, yeah, I think that I think he's the fact that he's like his second injury now in this, in this this year alone doesn't bode get, well for him. Get me Ivan Tony. Well. Get me Ivan Tony. Give, give me Ivan. Give you don't. We don't. We don't, we don't, in, we don't in, need uh, a winger. We don't need a winger at the moment. Right, that be that. That's just yeah. like for me. It's a, one of those luxury purchases. Making a winger, getting a winger in the club. Right, we need a striker. Yeah, and Jesus, like, can Jesus can play on the right. Yeah. Jesus can play on the right if needed. Yeah. Well, you did against City. You did a good. I think I don't know about you, but I, I don't know about you guys, but I think you did a good. I think you did a good job against City because Jesus standing on the right hand side, especially in the second half. Yeah. Uh, need another other guard blast. I hope he's feeling better in time for the match. I think he. I think it's just more of a protect. I think the the injury is an injury. It's just more of a excuse to rest him. Without sorry, without throwing him under the bus. Pardon me. With the uh, media and certain parts of our fan base being idiots, so we say, when it comes to other guard, but uh, I think it'll be fine. And yeah, he does like to score. He does like to score against them. I'm in a way, so I don't. This would be a good game for him to come up, come back, and go. Hi guys, bang 20, 20 25 yards like he did last year, and lead by example again, as he always does most of the time. He's got himself. So I'm hoping that Chelsea. It's a spice right, right, right. thing, right. oh, well. No, go on, yeah, go, go on now, yeah. Let's catch Sorry about that. Interrupt. Uh, I don't know, talking about Odegaard. Odegaard, Odegaard has got himself in some great positions for some shots. They're just not falling. You know, he's just missing some over the bar, and it's just he's in good positions. It's just not, it's just not clicking right now. But when it starts to click, stand by. So. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry about that, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. No, it's all worried. No worries. That's why I think we need um, to get minutes because mm. it, it, it breeds competition. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I agree with what Gary says there about the squad and the bench is getting good minutes now, which I think is such a key attribute. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm hoping, I'm hoping with these Champions League games, like I think we're quite in a lucky situation with the home games we got. So I think he's going to be able to play Smith Rowe in a quite a few of the Premier League home games like Burnley if he wants to. I think we'll see Odegaard yeah. get rested a little bit over the next few weeks. And you know what? I'm all for that because last year we just played, played and played. And it, you get to you get to April and they're all, they're all knackered out. This, this wrote, this rotate it. This is give these young yeah. guys. And Fiera's another one, isn't he? He'll get another opportunity soon. I yeah. reckon. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Reese Nelson will get opportunities as well as, as time goes on as well, especially come, uh, late November, December time when the fixtures come thick and fast. That's I think that's when we're going to see more of these Nelson getting rotated in and out of the squad against the likes of Luton and things like that. I, in terms of Champions League, because of the way the, the games have been playing out so far, far, far for us in this pool stage so far, if we win next week, depending on what happens in what happens between Lons and Eindhoven, if Lons win that game, we're through with two games to spare, basically. Because mm. we'd, we'd have, what, nine points out of 12? In Eindhoven and Sevilla only have two points, so they can't catch us then. So we're basically through with two games to spare. So we can even rotate the last two Champions League games as well if the next uh, next week goes our way. That's what. 
But yeah, I mean, I love seeing Smith first. Second half, I think, took him a while in that game, but second half, I think we start, we start seeing more of the Smith throw again. We we loved before, and then it's taking it's going to take time, but I can't wait to see him at forty fit, match fit, ready ready to go, ready to go. Can see that um, Fabio Vieira doing fantastic when he comes on, and when he, when he, or even when he plays. And I think, as I say, Leo, I think we're going, to, we're going to see a lot of rotation going forward and more forward. Because, like you say, last year it was pretty much the starting 11 and it weren't rotated. Like we knew our 11, but our bench, the rest of our squad weren't to the strength of what we could, could have been for the first half of the season, at least anyway, until we brought Trossard and Jorginho in and all that. And Keywell, sorry. But in, in general, we didn't have a strong enough back, backup, basically, in our benches and all that. To uh, pull back on, but this time around, because obviously with fitness and all that touch wood, we are having that luck at the moment. I think let's use it while we can, because obviously you never know when it could fall go against us with injury and training and things like that. So use it, use this while we can. If it benefits us in the long run, coming in come April May, we're we're literally in the hunt for that title. It gets over, gets us over that line because our players are our entire squad is fit enough to get over the line this time. Mm. I'm all for it. I mean, what's I think, the point of having the what's the point of having this depth if we're not going to use it? Yeah, I think he sees four players as these um, untouchables. Do you know what I mean? I think Saliba, if it, if mm. he fits, he plays. I think Declan Rice, if he fits, he plays. Do you know what I mean? I think Saka, Saka as well. Obviously, if he's fit, he plays. I'm sorry, maybe that's why it's three points. Yeah, I think yeah, I think my I think my is probably probably is the other one to be fair because I don't, I just don't think like we see we see Arsenal without out Saka and not with like yeah they have their quiet games. I thought Saka had another quiet game Saturday, but you know what? I like it when they have a quiet games at times because then you see what others can do. And with Saka had a quiet game, we won five 0 I'm all for yeah. that. I'm all for that. Do you know by, what I mean? By, but, by the way, did, I'm gonna ask you, Liam. Did, did Saka get an assist? Because I didn't think I didn't think he got an assist, but the FPL was saying he got an assist. So I'm confused. Did he get I it for the? Um, he did it, who got the assist for Something. the second goal for Nkaya? I don't know. It might have been. Come from did, he, did, he, did he take the corner? For it? You took the corners, didn't it? Yeah. yeah the corners, that would have been where the assist was. Might have from that then, because I, I can't remember. Because El Nini got yeah. the assist for the fifth goal, didn't he? If that's the, if that's the case, he broke the record then, of Ian Wright's record then. Or was it the last English player to consecutive, or was it six, seven games of score, either scoring or assisting in games, basically? I'm not sure. His last English player, I didn't, I didn't think it was his assist. I thought, I thought he'd come off someone. Oh, I, can't, I can't really remember it to be fair. I, all I, I know is he completely whacked it in. I said, Yeah, I wanted to ask. Obviously, the Sky Sports app said no, but then nothing's been made a big deal out of it either. And also, but I'm saying all that, but the FPL is giving him points for an assist. And I'm like, Have I missed something here? Because I know he went off before the last two goals. So, and Fabio, Fabio Vieira won the penalty, so he doesn't, there's no assist in that goal either. <laughs> And Tommy Asu, he was he was off the as I say, Saka was already off by then. 
There's no way that in, that in, that Enkete second goal was a, t- a sack of assists. Too much happened. I need to watch it again. I might have to watch it again. Yeah. Fight and have another look. Yeah. But yeah, looking on to Wednesday now. Uh, a feeling going into that. I know it's a Kobo Cup and all that malarkey. Um, as I say, Man City are out. Them not down the road. They're out. Man United will be out because I swear to God, if Man United get through, fantastic for us. As long as we do our job and get through ourselves, that's fantastic for us. Because they're not there. There's just crap. Um, yeah, how do you feel? Do you do you see this? Do you see us winning it in nine minutes, or do you think this goes to penalties? Because it's literally that, but it's either nine minutes or pens. Um, no, I think we're winning in ninety minutes. I think we'll win on on Wednesday. I think yeah, no, I think we'll win Wednesday. I think like we take five thousand fans up, don't we? I think we'll create a quality atmosphere. I think it will be a proper London kind of cup derby. Um, but I just think at the moment that we got momentum. I think, and I think we got players that want to prove themselves. Um, I think West Ham at the moment are pretty, even though they're comfortable in terms of the league positioning at the moment. I think that was well, a big, moment, yeah. I think that was a bit uh, a big defeat for them yesterday, and three or four defeats in a row. Now it is now. Yeah, I'm not really brought that. I think Dave Moyes personally should have left after the um, Euro final. I just think at some point he's going to put himself on a hiding to nothing where he could have just said, "You know what, job done." Um, I know a few West Ham fans, and they're not totally happy that. With, with with the way the, the management and I don't even think they're really happy last year, but he obviously got them through, didn't he, and won the cup for them. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I just think that if we play anywhere near our capability, that we'll be too strong for West Ham. And um, yeah, I think I'm going to go. I'm going. Do you know what I'm going to go for? I'm going to go for three one. Oh, going bigger, are we? Ooh. Yeah. I think- I think it would be a tight game. I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to be a three-one-three like in terms of like we're going to spank them three-one. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be. A, I think it'd be one of them games where it'd be in the melting pot for a while. But I think once once we once we um get the second goal and they've got a camera us, then I think we just pick them off, and that's why I think we will end up winning by two, two goals in the end. I think I, I'd be I'd be disappointed if we got knocked out this tournament on Wednesday night because I think this is a really good opportunity to go go the full way. Go for it, yeah. Get their first trophy under. In terms of this, in terms of this actual squad, get their first trophy as as a squad under the belt, basically early on. And then maybe that give us the confidence going going forward first of the season. Touchwood, hopefully, yeah. And again, we our record in the cup in the league cup, whatever the fucking call it these days, isn't the best. It's probably the worst out of all the big clubs where we've got the worst record in this competition for winning it. As you say, was it 90, 93 The last time we won it. We've been in the final 2006-7 season and 2011. And the Vengers last final, wasn't it, as well? They had a 3-0. Uh, that was... Uh, don't. So we've been in three finals. Yeah, we lost everything. Oh, don't. Okay, let's move on from that. But we, we, do need to move, we do need to improve. Our, this is a trophy I do want to win. I haven't seen us... I, say, I haven't seen us lift this trophy since I was four years old. And I'm now 30, 30 years later, so come on. Please ask or sort yourselves out. Um, yeah, Spencer, what about yourself? What are you feeling about Wednesday going with the result in general? What, is, what do you think the score will be? I'm going for a 2 0. 
Um, I felt pretty confident about the game. Uh, it's a cup competition, so anything can happen. So, you know, I mean, I just – I think there's enough rotation. There's enough There's enough depth in this squad that we can go for this cup and win it. And especially yeah. – like, and not to forecast in the future, but like you guys had mentioned earlier, who's left in the competition. Like, if you get a League One side next or a championship side next, you just never know what you'll get. I mean – the two legs, or and, and, and the, the, once the two legs happen, I, and I still think they do the home and away, right? For the uh, in the semifinal, yeah, semifinals home and away, yeah. January, February is kind of a dead period anyway, for the most part, especially January. Like, go for it, man! Like, I, I see two nothing tomorrow. Um, the goal scores, I'm not going to predict that, but I definitely no. think <laughs> you definitely got to go strong. I mean, not like the strongest eleven, but. Mimic what you had Saturday, and I think you'll be fine. If you want to swap in Jorginho for Rice, I can live with that. But it's going to be hard to tell Declan, hey, you can't play at West Ham after you've, you, you've missed it. So that's, uh, you know, that I, I, I'm very confident about tomorrow or Wednesday. Yeah. I'll give you one, mate. Habits will score on Wednesday night. I'm going to put it out there. That'll be a BX Gunner will be oh, chewing on that one. I'm going to show you that much. I'm yeah. going to put a Haggard's <laughs> goal Wednesday night. Anytime score. Anytime score. <laughs> Any area. Anytime score. Definitely. I've got a feeling. Yeah. What is feeling? Wednesday night he's going to score. I, I think, but again, we've mentioned this earlier, Liam. I don't think that's a crazy shout because we've I've seen like his confidence. It just seemed like it's built since that penalty. And look, man. I know BX. I know BX loves Havertz. He loves him some Havertz. So, <laughs> yeah, deep, deep down, he's, he's, he's got he's, he's forming a little dungeon where he lives and basically building a shrine of Kai. He got a doll with a Kai Havertz jersey, and he's poking it with. It. He's like, "Show me on this doll where Kai Havertz hurts you." <laughs> we love you, BX. Oh dear. I think the other person as well we're missing uh, we haven't mentioned about Wednesday night and we probably spoke about his Trossard. Like he'll play Wednesday night, yeah. won't he? Yeah, I so I think he'll start. And he, he's he's actually in quite good form in terms of, he scored a few goals about Belgium, didn't he? And um yeah. he scored he scored for us the, the other the other week at Chelsea. So at Chelsea, he's yeah. yeah, he's got a bit, he's got, he's got Again, he's got the bit between his teeth because this will be a game from where you can go. I'm starting. I want to give our a headache. I want to give our a headache ahead of Newcastle on Saturday, and obviously Sevilla the following week as well because you want to start that game of Champions League at home. Hmm. So yeah, again, that's what you want. We want you want. This is what we wanted all along. We wanted competition. We didn't want just a great eleven. We wanted competition throughout our team, and we've Trossard. He gives that again. He's one, this is a guy who barely starts. But he's finished. He is. We keep saying it every week. Every time we talk about Trussard, arguably our best finisher in in the entire squad. Like he's he's so good, and the fact we got him for the price we got him for. I mean, in in the January window, I know circumstances sort of helped us there, but I take him over Modric over the Modric deal. I think we got. I think we ended up doing the better having the, the better deal in the end. As much as you might pay a few Arsenal fans still over that situation with Modric, but we got very, we, for a lot less, we've got a Premier League proven player who knows where to put the ball, basically. And he gives us something different than that left. When he does play, he can play again anywhere across the front three. 
false nine right or the left and he'll do a job nine times out of ten um and he, he, he turns up again you mentioned chelsea he turns up in the big moments we need him most he'll make the runs off the ball to get make sure he gets on that ball or like we saw in the community shield he'll turn a, he'll turn a defender open up the play have the shot and see what happens and he, and he can take a bean penalty as well um yeah, my, I think my eleven for Wednesday will be obviously Ramsdale. But we, we know Ramsdale will be in goal for that this Kerbo Cup. So Ramsdale in goal. This is, could be an interesting one. I would. What do I think? Do we go full strength straight from the off against this lot? I know it's, when, I know it's London Derby and all that. I'd probably put Tommy Ashley right back. Ben White, Gabriel, centre back, because obviously Gabriel's had a day off anyway. So in terms of the, we could just go on, get him in there, sleep, sleep on the bench just in case. And left back, either Kiwa or Zenchenko. I'll probably lean towards Kiwa to give him some minutes to keep his fitness up and keep him just there, just in case. Midfield, Jorginho, Declan, and Odegaard, and then Trossard. Trossard, 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 Havertz, and then Reese on the right hand side. Just again, give up, give certain players minutes, keep them ticking over, just to make sure they are there when we need them later on down the line. There's that. That's a good point, actually. Just mentioning, the, yeah, we, yeah, we didn't. We got if we got Mudrick, we probably didn't. Wouldn't have done it. Would have had the money for Declan in the summer. So that's a good point, actually. And just think about how many people cuss Edu and the club for not getting Mudrick. I mean, we, I mean, we can we can pull up the YouTube mm. videos. No one deletes their stuff. Not you guys, but other certain death merchants, shall I say, that were upset about the oh, just spend the money, spend the money. And Mudrick's been kind of a failure for them. So, Crawford was value for money. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking he met like. He's unfortunate, Trossard, isn't he? Like, I was just thinking, like, if you put him in that, if you put him in that Barcelona team at the moment, mate, he'd be brilliant in that team, wouldn't he? Like, he would be absolutely brilliant in that team. And I think I was just thinking about if he was in the man. I know, obviously, just say Harden weren't there yet, right? If you put him even put him in that Man City team, like, he'd be absolutely brilliant there, wouldn't he? Like, I just feel at times that he hasn't been lucky. I mean, sometimes you've got to make your own luck, do you know what I mean? But I think the Fulham game really kind of damaged him a little bit at home because he had a really, really poor first half. Um, I just think that he's got so much ability that he could be he could be a great player in his team. He could be an absolute great player. Um, but I just I don't feel we're ever I don't think we're ever really gonna see him play from the start if I mean totally honestly the way we're going. But there's there's that little bit of that guilty pleasure in me that I would love to see him play up top a little bit after a few games and see what he could offer. Because like you guys said, he's the best finisher in the club. Yeah, it's the vision he has yeah. around the box, his ability to get open. Like It's some of the stuff that, you know, when you watch a game, you, you especially the front line guys, you, you watch the when Ben White does an overlap or whatever, when Saka passes off to him, you want to see who's making that run, who's making the movement, who sees it. And Trosser's the one that sees all that stuff, and he mm -hmm. just gets in that right spot. Um, 
I love I love me some Trossard, man. He's excellent. Great, great bit of business. But like I said, if we'd have gotten Mudrick, I mean, maybe he works out with Arsenal. I don't know. Like you, you just never know, right? But we don't get Declan Rice, and I think Declan Rice is more important to us winning a title than than Mudrick would have been. Any day of the week. We did. We had. We didn't have two scoring goals last year. We lost the, the title based on our defensive form fell off us for three or four games, right? And then we just kept conceding. Yeah. Goals. And it's that's where we lost it last year. We scored like eighty nine goals last year, a club record for the Premier League. So. Yeah. You know. Can I just get that right, Roy? You say you think Declan Rice is going to start on Wednesday? I reckon so. Yeah, but for the first, I think for the first hour or so, yeah, it'll get because it's West Ham. Ends at their stadium just for, so just so he gets these uh, moment with the West Ham fans to say goodbye properly. I think he's going to be an Do you think he gets booed? Yeah, by part of the fan base, I do. I yeah. think by, by part. Yeah, I'd say I'd say though, if you look at the reality of it all, I reckon it'd only be about twenty percent. I think eighty percent appreciate what he's done, but. You get the mugs like West Ham Central, don't you? Like he ain't gonna be at the game anyway, probably. But um, you get you you get you get he's probably influenced, he's probably influenced a lot of fans though, isn't he? And I, I was on I was on a train home the other night, and there was one West Ham fan who said he really liked him. The other his mate was like, can't stand him because he's gone to Arsenal. And I was like, I kind of get it a little. I, I kind of get it a little bit. I do kind of get it a little bit because we were the same Bastion Cole, but it was a totally different situation. But then I'm like. I think West Ham think the rivalry of Arsenal is bigger than what it actually is. Let's be honest, like West Ham ain't really a rival to us. Yeah. We don't look at West Ham like a rival. They probably they look at us more of a rival than we look at them as a rival. Um and I think that I think that the West Ham fan thought that Declan Rice would go to Manchester City. And I think it's obviously rubbed a bit of salt in their wounds that he stayed at he stayed in London and went to a London club. Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. some hurt that for sure. And and there hasn't been enough time for it to heal for the West Ham fans either, to be honest. Like, you know, it's obviously like there's a little bit more tribalism and rivalry with uh, the European football side than it would be in American sports. So it's a little different, obviously. But, I mean, it's like the Red Sox and the Yankees. Guy go, I mean, they used to do that all the time. Guy played for the Yankees for years and go play for the Red Sox. And they hate each other. And it goes back to the 1800s. But um you know t- there hasn't been enough time to heal i, I was just curious because it, it would be interesting to see how his reaction because he obviously is going to want to play but man i, I mean I, I couldn't imagine putting on a, a uniform for a team for years right and then coming out getting booed you know he left them, left them with a trophy a, a european trophy at that too it's like i don't think he will get I don't think he will get booed, mate. I think there'll be a little, little majority that might try and do it, but I think the, the hardcore West Ham fan will realise what what he actually delivered them last year and what his last moments were at the football club. And I think they, they probably do appreciate that deep down. I think they're just a little bit um, naff that he went to another London club, but I've done, I don't think he'll get it whatsoever on Wednesday. I think, as I said, it'll be a little proportion, if anything. Um, sorry, I was, I was popping around on Twitter and I was just seeing this. How do you react? To, this is the anniversary today itself is the anniversary of when we last played when we played Reading, well, 10 or so years, I mean, how many years ago it was now in the Carabao Cup, and it was this that happened. How, you, how would you react? How many years was it 11 years later? That happened on Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, a bloody good game to watch, I'll tell you that much. I don't think I want to watch the 4-0 down again, though. 
No. <laughs> I remember, right? Oh, that, I remember the next morning. I was sitting in McDonald's, right, <laughs> at 7 o'clock in the morning, just looking at my newspaper still in disbelief, thinking, did I really watch that game of football last night? <laughs> it was just unbelievable, weren't it? Like, even to the point, we went 5-4 up, and then they scored. <laughs> and then we scored in the 120th minute. Scored two goals in the 120th minute, didn't Oops. we? <laughs> yeah. And the but that's Look at the amount of shots. 55, 53 shots over both teams. Yeah, 13 on target for us, nine on target for them. Yeah, a lot of yellow cards. Yeah, a lot of size. <laughs> Six yellow cards to us, two to them, 14 fouls, 18 fouls, no reds, 35% possession, 65% possession. Shamak's um, last goals were Arsenal, weren't it? I think it was as well, yeah. This is, this is when we sort of phased him out, basically, yeah. He was his famous, weren't he? That's it, that's it, game over. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I've fucking had enough of this. Just fucking deal with this. Get it done. It's done. It's done. Bang five for fuck's sake. I'm <laughs> real game of football that night was. Brilliant. But again, again, I was just gonna say now is this will not happen on Wednesday. Our defense isn't our, our reserve defense isn't this bad as people. That's what. I do agree with BX going on that last comment. I think I do believe if Roman had left, I think Ray would have got they would have gone and got Rice. I do yeah. agree with that. There was heavy links. He was heavy linked under Roman's era and in the end there every year. Every year they were for me, that was where I thought he was going all the time. For me, that was where I thought he'd end up with his mate Mount Mount. But um obviously he ain't doing too well, is he, over at Man Night? But at present, we won't talk about United though. We could do for a bit, but <laughs> it'll be kind of two hours. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know where you go. I don't know where you go with Man United at the moment. I just think that the whole club's riddled from top to bottom at the moment. Need them to win a little bit more so this insanity can maintain, right? You know, they're back and then they do it again. Like you don't want a complete failure. You want this to the Ten Hog show to just stay. So Glazers cool. end, baby. It's just it's just an interesting one, isn't it? That you listen to kind of like they've had their managers, didn't they? They brought managers in, no one's been able to turn it kind of around and all that. And I heard someone I heard them so I heard um someone say today that they want Unai Emery in. Like <laughs> did you see like I'm not no offense, like Aston I know Aston Villa were a different situation, but there was no pressure really for Emery. He couldn't do any worse than what Stephen Gerrard did, and there were some good players there. But why would Emery take that job on? He already took Arsenal on, and he knows he ain't going to get burnt like that again. Like Emery would not turn Man United around it whatsoever. Like I don't, I, don't, I actually don't know who turns that, who turns them around. I don't think there's anyone at the moment who can turn them around. I don't think there is anyone. But I was also going to say, um, in terms of United, I think that when Emery took over Arsenal, I think we're in that time. We were in a better position than what United are in now. Yeah, so it'd, be, it'd be even worse for him if he went there and tried to do it now. Yeah, I, I, I but I just don't think. Suicide. I don't. I think he's happy. I think he's happy at Villa as well. So yeah. I don't. I don't see why he would. Well, I think, I think they're going to get Champions League football. I think they finished fifth. I think you know. I think, I think United's best hope they got with the ten hundred Steve Bruce. Must <laughs> bring Mark Hughes in, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> Get the old team back together. Did it, Volley? Get Big Sam in. Get Big Sam a shot at it. He says he can do it at a big club. Who's that? Big, big Sam. Sam. 
<laughs> I tell you what, he'll take he'll take the blows though, won't he? But um, honestly, anyone who is there, I just don't see who takes that job on at the moment. Well, so, well, so, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Ryan. I was going to say we sit here, we we think since Ferguson retired, we've had David Moyes, Louis van Gaal, Jose Mourinho, Oligan Solskjaer. Then it was like Ralph Hussen who on a temporary basis, and now we're on to manager number seven with Ten Hag. And as I say, I don't, I know May Knight's a big club, and it, the name itself is a big pull. But what managers out there right now that's an improvement on Ten Hag that's available that would want to go that, that would. Even if they were, if they're not available, would want to leave their current job. No, Carrie can't turn that around, mate. I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't see who turns that job around. Like I said to my mate, he's a, to be fair, he's the most modest man I've been you ever might like to talk to. And I said to him last year, I remember I was talking at the start of last year, and I said, you basically need to have a total new rebuild. Like you need yeah. to. Stop buying these old players, yeah. I stop going out and spending eighty million on the Casemiro's. Do you know what I mean? The Ferrans and all that because. Like, naturally, it's not working. Do you know what I mean? It's not working. You need to basically do what we did and basically swallow your pride and take some shitty, like, eight, nine finishes, but bring up some, bring up a good youth lot, good youth young players to try and fit the model for a few years' time. But you look at the, you look at the team now, right? They've not really got any youngsters in the team whatsoever. You look at Rashford. The geezers, I like Rashford. I think Rashford, I think Rashford would be a great one. I think if you put Rashford under Arteta, I think you'd see an absolute different player. I think you'd see an absolute different player. But I think the problem is now, at Man United, they're all stained. They're all stained. They're all under pressure. They all don't, they, they, they don't, I think they're, I think they're demoralised. They don't know where the club's going. The ownership's an absolute joke. <laughs> I just, you can't play football like that. You can't play, you can't be consistent. And and have that all that all that pressure as players, and I just think like I don't know who takes that job on. I'll keep saying it. I just don't know who takes it on. I don't know what players you bring in at the moment there because I think at least with us we had a group of youngsters coming through. I look at them and I think, what have you actually really got coming through the system as well? You haven't got many many players that are coming through. That's what's going on. That's what saved us as young players, Saka, the Smith Rose, you know, buy a good buy on Martinelli at five million, right? Like that's what saved Arsenal through that rebuild is we had those young guys and it made it attractive for players to want to come. And you look at Man United and it's crazy because I go back to that game they played in New York. I didn't go to it, but um I remember Gary and a little upset that we lost to them. And I was like, that's great. We can win this. They can win the friendly in New York, but they need to win it with a Premier League when we play them. And we obviously won that game. But you just look at it because every year the same suspects talk about Chelsea, like Rory Jennings. Oh, Chelsea's going to be back. And then uh, the guys that push up the Man United stuff. And, oh, we won two trophies. Or I think they won, like, the Carabao Cup last year. But, like, there's no, like, you don't see – them kicking on and actually competing. Did anybody really believe they had a chance to beat Man City on on Saturday? No. no, I mean you really didn't, right? Like Man City plays Newcastle. Newcastle has a shot. You believe that, right? You know, but Man United, like there's just Sancho can't get in the team. Bruno's just a penalty merchant. I'll say it again. And I don't care if anybody tax me for it. 
I mean, Harry Maguire is not Harry Maguire is a, a, a center back that plays. He would be perfect at Burnley. Set him back in a low block and he heads stuff mm-hmm. out of the way. But if you need to play him up top at the fifty, he's not your guy because he, he, if you can outpace him. So you know, it, it's just it's. I love it the fact that they're like I said. I don't want to ever see him get relegated because I like seeing our rivals up here and everything and everything. But man, like. I mean, I got nervous when they said a, 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 a Qatari was looking at him. Like, that scares me a little bit because that's unlimited funds, right? But unless you get rid of the dead wood and the culture, you know, like you have to shift out some of the dead wood, you're never going to fix anything. Arsenal went through that rebuild, Liam, and, and I'm, I'm basically repeating everything you said, but you were spot on. The rebuild that we went through, and we we just in the fan, and thank God, I and mean, this is the thing, look, the fan base wanted Arteta gone for a while, right? Mm-hmm. But the Cronkies are like, nope. We know what we're doing. They rebuilt the Avalanche. They rebuilt the Nuggets. And, you know, we haven't got our title yet, but we're reaping the benefits of patience. And I think that's the thing that football is lacking nowadays is, well, if you don't win a game on Saturday, the world is melting down. Like, hold on now. Like, you need to understand where you are and where you are on the pecking order. And Man United, they're fifth or sixth at best, right? So, Mm. you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's. I, I don't know who would want that job. I bet I bet Big Sam would take it. You know, and I take that in jest as a joke as well, but he would absolutely take that Man United job. Would he succeed? No, but he would take it. Here's the thing, yeah, right, mate. Here's the thing, yeah. You look at you say about Man United, yeah, right, if they get a Qatar manager in, but or, or owner in, yeah, right. But the way I look at it now, yeah, right, every year that Man United stay in its demise, we're just gonna get stronger and stronger and they're just going to be sit on that either level or just get worse and worse. And it's even Newcastle. I'm not even worried about Newcastle. Like when the Newcastle's the owners took over, everyone was like, Oh, Oh, that's going to totally kill us. That's going to stop us getting top four. I don't even worry about them anymore. And it's weird because I just think that our, our, pro- our projects obviously go nowhere near to, exp- to be in the explosion. They could be. And we got the players that we've got, with the ability they've got and the age that they've got, that I just sit there and I think, like, like, give us another two, three years, and then not like we'll be we'll be peaking, we'll be peaking, and these clubs are going to have to go a long, long way to catch up with us. Like we are naturally, in my opinion, at the moment, I look at us, man, sitting. I, I still put Liverpool on that radar. I still put Liverpool on that radar. You can't just dismiss them, but I also look at Liverpool and think. They're aging, do you know what I mean? They're aging in a lot of areas where I think, yeah, give it another year or two, they're going to have to go for a rebuild. So they like, I think they'll fall off a little bit. But I just look at us and I just think, like, we're 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 at least now with Man United, three four seasons ahead of them, if not more, if not more. Like the rebuild they've got to do is incredible, and there isn't like there's a couple of youth players in there, but do they naturally play? Do they actually really trust them to play? No. Uh. As I was going to say, but we also you, you what was it that uh, was a one? There's one lad that plays at Luton now. It's going to be a big, big, uh, big talent for him and all that. And he's, he doesn't, he, didn't, he never got a game. They sold him to Luton. I've watched him at Luton because he's, he's that. Or was it the standard? Just different. So it's just like, yeah. What was it? The, the, the lad that scored every week, uh, Hannibal. Don't see much of him. Once the blue moon. It is, look, it is what it is, and long again, after years of being in that situation ourselves and having them point and laugh at us and call us the banter club and ridicule, ridicule us, um, I want this to continue for as long as possible. 
I want them to get a taste of their own medicine there. That and the, that he had into the equation. We growing up the rivalry and all that, but yeah. they put they pointed a laugh and they they thought they were above being in this this situation. And now they're getting a taste of it. And they don't like it. I don't care. I'm enjoying it. I know Stefan does. Obviously, he hasn't been into it, but he loves it because he gets these kicks on them having the little meltdowns and all that. But I think it's, again, they've got to say, like I say, it's not just a managerial thing. The second manager, the new one comes in, they think it's fixed there. There's so much needs been doing. And <laughs> as I say, that's even with this new setup they're doing up, up to upstairs, it ain't going to change. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah. It's even going to be on the point, is it, that you can get, you can recruit within, like you get an ex-player mm. there. It's even going to be on that point, isn't it? Like, yeah. if, we're be, if we're being honest, they might have just kept Oli Gunnar in charge if we're being totally honest. Yeah? But yeah. I, don't, I don't actually mind Ten Hag as a manager. I think, I think there is a great, a, a really good manager in there. I just think that he's dying. He's dying in the club. And mm. I think he needs to be proud of his misery soon, if I'm being totally honest. I think he's interviewed the other day. Yeah. yeah. He said about yeah. tactics. He yeah. continues dying. Yeah. I mean, any other club had a better setup and he had a better support system behind him. I think he'd be a good manager, top manager. He'd be a, he would cook. He would absolutely cook. He was, I know people disregard the Ed Vanessa, but there's no coincidence that since he's left, Ajax have fallen off. They, they, they fell off last season. They've uh, put the, the bottom of the league as we speak with about three points in ten or eight games for them. And, and again, you can add into the equation obviously Mark Overmars and the uh, Edwin van der Sar. Obviously, he's had to step away now because of his health as well. But us, when they hired Ten Hag, I thought, yeah, he's a great manager and all that. But any other club, I would. It was like with Conte when Conte went to Tottenham. Yeah, he's a good manager. He's a great manager and all that. He can win trophies, but at Tottenham, because he ain't got the right set behind him, I weren't worried. I knew give it eighteen months, he'd be gone, and nothing would be nothing would have changed. And I, with it, with Ten Hag, good manager potentially could got the potential to kick on now, but picked the wrong club. It'd be better waiting for Newcastle. Yeah. That would have been the right club for him. A club where, do you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're rising, they're buying youngsters, they want to do it that way. Yeah, and they've got a structure in place. Yeah, yeah that would have been the club for him. It could still potentially be the club for him. No, you don't know what happens in football longer term, do you? But Yeah, I think I think you'd have to step away from Man United. Do, do a, go do a job elsewhere, either go back to Ajax and rejuvenate them or something in the meantime. And when the, when the moment comes for him at Newcastle, take it. Do you, know what he's, do you know what he's done? He reminds me of Emre a bit, and this is where I think he's lost the plot. The captaincy, yeah, the captaincy for me. Emre died under the captaincy of Arsenal massively, like exactly. Yeah. And he's done the same thing. Like I agreed with Roy Keane the other last night. Bruno should never be made captain. Of me, I could not believe it when I heard Bruno was the captain of that of that club. You look at that club, right, and you sit there and you think the last person, not the last person, but one of the last players that I would sit there and go, yeah, he's he should be captain man night is Bruno Fernandes. One hundred percent. No, again, I said this last night. You mentioned this last night. The group chat on Twitter, or X, we call it nowadays. It's it's more of a it's more damning that he's captain. I mean, strip the way they stripped the captaincy off Maguire publicly, the way they did in the summer was was poor. 
how it was handled anyway. And that was more of a, we don't want you Harry piss off, hoping that would be the final kick in the teeth to piss off on all that. That never worked. But isn't it more damning that they're giving the, they're giving the armband, this is the guy that had the armband last year in all but name, and was criticised in the big moments, even as captain, was criticised last year. And you've then stripped the club captain of the captaincy in the summer and given the armband to the guy who got criticised and missing the big moments. Um, but they haven't got anyone. This is what I was saying last night. In that Man United squad, there's no one you can say in that squad is a captain who is a leader. It just goes back again. We've been here, Diem and Spencer, and any Arsenal fans in the chat are listening back to this on the, on the audio side of things. We've been here in a situation where we've had squads and the armband are just thrown around to keep players at the club for a bit longer or just for the sake of it on their birthday or something stupid like that. I mean, what we had once on Rida, it went to Cesc to keep him at the club, that didn't work. For Marlon, did it? Even Gallas had it one, Gattis, so Gallas first, and then he had a meltdown, and then Fabregas got it to keep him at the club, and then obviously, yeah. For Marlon, and he got injured all the time. Van Persie to keep him at the club. It was just, a, it was just, a, it was a, it, we went through a stage where it was just used as a token gesture to keep players at a club, and in, and obviously long term it didn't work. And we even did it with Bamiang, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, Bamiang, yeah. That's what I'm we saying. Did it even after Wenger left, and when Wenger, when Wenger left, I remember watching like Wenger and the same old Arsenal podcast and things like that. When when New Naomi was appointed. And it was the main the main topic was make the armband relevant again because obviously we've gone through that as I say about the uh, the phase of just throwing the armband like it's a toy basically just like there you go have it if you want to on your birthday happy birthday there you go Theo or El, whoever just for the sake of it oh it's your anniversary today da, 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 da. off you go and even then he didn't really do it then he said, was it who was a captain who did make captain is it Kashelny. Shannon was our captain, weren't he? When they made him over. I can't remember now. Yeah, Mertesacker and Kashelny, weren't it? Mertesacker, yeah, Mertesacker, then Kashelny. And then he had the, the group of Rob Holding and Granite, and they sat in the other. And he made, then in, his second, in, the, in his second season, he made Granite his captain. Gave Ozil it too, right? He gave it, yeah, it was all the, what, of his leadership group, yeah. But the leadership, the leadership group. Okay, there's no leader in those boys. Um, it's took for our tech to come along for us to make the armband relevant and get and actually, but we've got it's not just making the armband relevant, we've actually got more than one leader in our squad now. Whilst well, all this bitching about the armband, we never had leaders after on after the, that the VA was on on reason all that left. We didn't have leaders in our team. You couldn't just like you, you couldn't sorry, Gilberto left side was the last, he was the last proper captain in terms of a leader. And it just got ended a bit after that, such for a token gesture. We didn't have, we didn't have the, we was it was, was in this situation where we didn't have the leaders in our squad where we could actually say, well, hang on, how, why is he not like the captain and this, that, and the other? It's just like, well, whatever, just it's cool. We have to suck it up, basically. Whereas now we're having this discussion of, uh, oh, the guy's the captain, but does it, is Declan the captain? What, Declan should be vice-captain. Zayzus has got the armband to win and this, that, and the other. We've got leaders now. Whereas United, it just isn't that there. We've, as I say, we've been there. We've seen this. We've witnessed this. 
first hand over the years. This is what I said though with Declan Rice, like you pay thirty million extra for it, what he does around the club and what his leadership is, than you pay anyone else. When everyone's going, oh, you paid over over the odds for Declan Rice, hundred and five million. Naturally, we haven't paid over the odds because this is a guy, as I've always said before, when West Ham youth won the um, youth cup final at the Emirates last season, who was in the changing room, changing room with the youth players. Mm. You're, you're catching your first team at West Ham, Declan Rice. Like yeah. this guy, let's be honest, and this is a bold statement. He's one of the best lead. He's one of the best captains in world football, in my opinion. Mm. Right, and he will be. He will be the Arsenal captain, and I believe when he gets the captaincy, he will take us to the next level under his captaincy because he's a born winner. He's an absolute born winner, and whether that's with Odegaard in the team, I hope it is. I do think Declan Rice is is probably the outright leader of the club and how that how that would be managed I don't know at the moment if it, if it, if mm. if that could happen um so that only time will tell with that but I think if you said to me if I put my midfield in there at the moment I have my three the midfielders who would be a captain it'd be Declan Rice all day long but mm. I think obviously we'll embed him in the club this year and maybe next year and then I think then he'll get the armband and I like the way we're doing it that we're not just naturally giving him the armband now we're just letting him get on with his football letting him adapt into the Arsenal team let him do what he's doing, but I think once he gets that captaincy, and he will get that captaincy in the end, it will take it, it will take us to the next level. And his leadership alone and what he does for the club, I'd pay I'd pay an extra 40, 50 million premium on that. Honestly, yeah, I've, I've said it for the last few weeks, absolute bargain. Other people said we haven't paid for him. I think we've had to paid for him in one sense. What he's given us already, and what uh, BX says in the chat, you score against United and Chelsea in your first season makes you a cult hero automatically. <laughs> Let him score against Tottenham first before you give him that cult, cult, cult hero status. BX, but yeah, I think he's on his way to that, man. Like, yeah, that position well is so important and it's so pivotal to everything that you do on the field. Like, I'm, I'm a, obsessed with the defensive midfielding position because it, it connects the back to the front and it's just that the linchpin. He's got he, he makes progressive passing, he tracks back. He's quick to tell people to lay off the ref. Like he he already does the business. It's yeah. just a matter of I just wonder about that transition from Odegaard because Odegaard still strikes me as a captain material. But what I found odd about the Amazon documentary, and maybe you guys can agree with me on this or not, but they didn't feature Odegaard on the Amazon documentary. He was the captain at that time. You figured he would at least been out in the open. Yeah, was, was and like as that was that season. But didn't it transition to Odegaard? In the at the end of the season, it did, yeah. Okay, all right. the last, last few games, it did, yeah, because they were testing out the waters by then, yeah. yeah. It was odd that he didn't have a speaking part in that. They didn't interview him. And I thought that was really odd, but yeah, you know, some people don't. Some people don't like the cameras in the limelight, right? Like he might have said, "No, no I don't like this." So we don't know, but um, I did find it odd. Yeah, um, I think I did hear that he weren't. He found it a bit weird with the cameras. I think. It was, when he first came, when he first, obviously, signed first properly. That's when the cameras came in. He, he found it a bit weird and he had to adjust to it. Him and the teammates had to adjust and all that. But he did say publicly that, that adjustment to knowing you're being watched, every, every nook and cranny at training and on the, uh, in the on match days as well. So maybe he was maybe my name was all, I'll feature me, but I don't want to do any interviews and things like that. I just want to get on and do my job. 
But this is the thing. This is my point. Is within the discussion. I mean, as you say, I think Elder Gods has done nothing wrong as a cap, as a captain, good yeah. leader, and that side of things. He leads by example on the pitch. He's and that side of things. But Declan more vocal, and he's got that. But we, not just them two. We've got Saliba as a good leader. He's a good leader. Ramsdale, yeah. he knows a playing leader. We've got multiple players that I can we can rely on to be. It's going back to the days where we used to win things. We had multiple leaders. These David Seamus, the Dixon, Adams, Campbell, Keown, Bold, uh, Dixon, Winterburn, Lauren. Oh. That twatting, that twat that sports Chelsea now. Um, Ray Parler, Gilberto, Edu, Vieira. Well, we had some basic one point is we had leaders throughout the entire, we weren't just one man on his own. It was the entire, pretty much the entire squad had built a leadership quality to their abilities and we'd, we'd thrive off it, but yeah. Anyway. Think about that. Think about the dynamic you just said there, leaders, and you mentioned all the names. That's leaders mm. of different positions too, right? Yeah. So it's someone that's a leader in the forward room, right? Someone's a leader in the midfield room. Someone's a leader in the defensive room. Like there's different roles and responsibilities. And that also helps your position coaches that go out there and coach, right? If there's a guy like a Declan Rice, that that's an extra voice in the midfield coaching room. There's Saliba. There's you know, it's just we have those guys that can that helps your youth group, your your youth system. It helps your uh, your under twenty ones, and it, it's a cultural uh, perception that that in in actuality that floats itself down to all levels of the club, um, and it's it makes you proud to support the club. You know, if you have a captain like a Declan Rice or an Odegaard, so. I mean, Man United, there's not much identity. I mean, they can sit there and we got back on, we got, you know, all, yeah, cool, great. Uh, the history does matter. Don't get me wrong. Arsenal has plenty of history as well. But they don't, Bruno Fernandez, like, it's just, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam, sorry, just before we wrap things up, uh, Sam saying in the chat, Odegaard does lows behind the scenes and the lads respect him. On the pitch, he directs play and relays the messages, messages from Arteta. He isn't a loud shouting type, but he talks a lot with his teammates. He does. And I've, I've said that when it comes to the high press, I've been praising him massively because he does. He don't. He pretty much does it all on his own. Basically, he leads by as I say, he leads by example. He's going through a bit of a purple, not a purple patch, but a sticky patch at the moment. The last few games, but all players do that. De Bruyne has been through that these time as well, back in the, Man City and things like that. It happens. We have to um, we have to remember as well though with the midfield, like. It's quite a bit of surgery in that midfield at the moment, isn't it? Like in terms yeah, of last yeah. year, in terms of Odegaard, he was used to having Pi in a shaka the whole of last season. Where now he's obviously playing with new players, isn't it? And it will take time for all them players, obviously, to kind of gel. And it may be affecting Odegaard's game a little bit. That maybe he's that he's not getting the ball in certain areas that he probably wanted, like that yeah, he was getting like, last year. Yeah, he sort of needs. As I said, I think I think there's a this last week. He needs that. He needs to put the partnership behind him to be the partnership and like consistently playing game in, game out and build a yeah. bond of relationship to work off of. Yeah. I'll tell you who another leader is though. <laughs> I'll say it like off the pitch. Like you look at Jorginho, mate, what he does on that oh, sideline yeah. sometimes. Like yeah. honestly, he's like Arteta's coach on the corner flag. I, I love it. Like yeah. some games at the Emirates, I can just watch him. Like you unbelievable. Got, I don't see it, you see it. So oh, mate, honestly. 
unbelievable yeah. signing that is. If you can, if you've got an experienced player like that who's willing to do that, mate, and he like he does it on quite a lot of occasions, and he'll be. You always notice, like, if there's a celebration near the end, Jorginho is always one of the first there. Because you know why? Because he's on that corner flag coaching, and you know what Arteta said to him, I he can get he gets away with it because obviously he's a substitute. Mm. We lay, we lay the message, get over there now, get down there quick. Unbelievable, mate. It, it, it's a, it, it can be a game changer at times. It can be a game changer. Yeah. Like just little little things, Arteta's probably relaying to him, going even, down to speed to Martin Lee, speed to Saka. Yeah, even, a lot, even the boy against Chelsea, even Trossard scored the goal. He was one of the first there. He was one of the first there in that corner, as you say. <laughs> Trossard came over and jumping on him. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. People said our January window was horrible, but Jorginho, 12 million. Look what he adds. Trosser, 25 million. Looks like that, yeah. We hit the January window. It didn't end in anything. I, I can understand that argument. Man, the value. Well, Kivior, too. Yeah, I mean, look at the value you talked about, uh, Liam. Like the ability to have a, a veteran guy, and Elneny brings it too. Don't forget that. Mm -hmm. Elneny brings it too. Jorginho just has done it better than Elneny. But I mean, you guys get to see that at the game. That, And that's what, when I go to sporting events, I love to see what the coach is doing. What's the body language between everybody? Because mm -hmm. it tells you a story you don't see on TV. Sometimes you see it after the fact. And that's a very good point you brought up, Liam. Like it's, it's, you guys are lucky to get to see that stuff. And, you know. It's interesting you say about Onini as well. Like, absolutely love the player, the, the personality of him. Like, I've seen it on quite a few occasions, especially on big games after the games that he's out. Like, he, he's been out of the team for how long? Because he was injured. But, he was, he's always at the ground, do you know what I mean? Like, when they won, he's goading all the players off, cuddling them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I always remember the Man United game last year, and as Saka comes off, he's just like, I bloody love you, man. I love you. And, mate, the, the, how that must make a youngster feel. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't, like, for me, I was well capped. Like, I was quite happy when they give it on any another year because I know he's not going to play much. And I know like, if he comes back in, he's going to have bit parts and all that kind of stuff. But do you know what? It's about what he does behind the scenes at times and what he does in the changing rooms during the game, during during match day and all that. And I think it's it's great experience for the lads. And, um, yeah, long may it continue. But I think Arteta's a very clever guy. He knows what he's doing, do you know what I mean, in terms of that match day, match day, what's going on on the pitch and like what, what he's got going down with Jorginho and that line down the touchline and all that kind of stuff. And little ingredients like that can win your games without you knowing. You can win games with goals and assists, but if you want to win titles and championships, you need to have players like that that are role players that could come in and help establish that culture, right? I mean, Saka's watched Elneny at the senior level. To have that and probably emulated him and wanted to be like him, right? I mean, let's be realistic. Those young kids coming up are looking at that first team as that's the goal where I want to be. And when that first mm -hmm. teamer comes and puts his arm around you and says, hey, man, you did this good, excellent, that has to mean the world to them. You know, so, I mean, it's it's crazy. And, of course, this is outcome analysis, right? We're, we're kind of looking at stuff in the moment we may have thought a little differently. But it was a good January window, if you really want to be honest about it. It makes me laugh when people say that Arteta can't manage senior players. I totally disagree with that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I totally disagree yeah. with that. I thought even even David Luiz, he, he utilised him quite well when he was at the club, didn't he? He did. And one of them... One of them idiots out there that said that was the next one. One of our ex players that used to be he outed last couple of years back was a Bamier. There's a video that went around about earlier earlier in the year that leaked leaked out. 
yeah. of him sitting in his hotel room with his, his brothers and all that and going, oh, he doesn't want me there because he can't manage me, he can't manage big players, he only wants kids there. And then since, <laughs> since obviously he had that recorded the year prior, it's proving the complete opposite. And, and then when Aubameyang has then come out, oh, what, I said this a year ago, a bit of heat at the moment, a bit of pain, and da, 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 da. I didn't really mean it. He's a fantastic... Oh, fuck off. I mean, he's, he's at Marseille now, and look what it. Yeah, he doesn't even put up trees at Marseille for crying out loud, and they're doing well. That's, that's despite him. Yeah, he's... In terms of Arteta, what Arteta's doing, as you say, he's proving the point, and... I think because again the goalkeeper situation aside, don't go back down that rabbit. Don't 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 want to go back down that rabbit hole again. But because of how he, I've always said since that situation with Aubameyang and how he dealt with that in the moment, and he basically stuck to his guns and said, "No, enough's enough. I've lost. I can't trust him. He needs to go now for the good for the good of the squad and the club." Since then, the, the entire team's just come along with him. And have a, and have a, when we bring these, these players like Jorginho and whoever else in since then, and Trossard, they, they, they've they sort of seen that, and, they, and even Declan would have seen that and gone, he ain't messing about, he's serious, he, he, he wants to win. He doesn't want to be just coasting and getting us in top form, things like that, just for the sake of it. He wants to actually get us back to winning ways and back to winning the, winning and competing for league titles year in, year out. And it's got a back to a, it's got a, this position where we're good, it's our second season now so far. I know we're 10 games in, they're 10 games in this time round, but we're competing for a title. We believe, we believe as a fan base, we can win this title. And that's it's been a long time since we've got into a season having that belief. As I said last season, we just going into last season, it was getting in the Champions League. It wasn't going for a title, but that just took us by surprise. We enjoyed the ride. Painful at the end, yeah. But we've harnessed that as a fan base and the players do it as well. We've seen it we've seen them harness pain before. And I think as I say, I think this start of the season is it might not be swashbuckling and end to end football, but it's more it's more mature. It's Biding our time, getting the results still, but not going overboard and conserving ourselves for the for the main moments come late January, February time when the business end of the season comes kicks into play. We we need the big performances basically. Uh, aside from that though, we've been going for nearly two, oh bloody hell, nearly two and a half hours. Bloody hell, sorry guys. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's probably me and Liam. Won't you? I think we. We just do well together. It's just it's a great conversation. I appreciate talking to you, Liam. I do, and you, Ryan, as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. obviously right back at you as well. But appreciate having you, you I'm taking time every day to come on and obviously talk to Arsenal with us as well. And same to Liam as well. And Liam has a little fan in the, with Stefan as well. Stefan, yeah, Stefan loves DMs though. <laughs> I've I've been. As you saw, Liam, I've I've been instructed to make you a permanent fixture of this channel, <laughs> when possible, obviously. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, Ollie's oh. in the chat. Says shirt change. What's she talking about? That's my wife, by the way. I don't know. Yeah. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw that. I thought, oh. When the 
before you wrap things up, uh, when when Eddie does the super heroics, he did. We get extra long. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, an extra hour you got tonight. Hey, all because of Eddie. It's all because of Eddie's hat trick. I mean, yeah. As I say, it was, a, it was a game of first. Obviously, Eddie's first hat trick. Uh, Fabio Vieira's first Premier League goal. El, Tommy Asher's first Arsenal goal. So I didn't. I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought you, I, I thought Tommy Asher scored first before, but apparently his first ever Premier League, first ever goal for us. So a day of first on Saturday. But we move on now to Wednesday. As I, I'm, I didn't, I'n't give my score prediction. I think we've got what is it? Three one Liam, two nil Spence. I'm gonna go for. I think if Bowen plays, they score. So I'm going to go for three one as well. If Bowen doesn't play, then we win three nil. I think Chess, uh, Chess, Chris in the chat mentioned he's got a ticket for the game. He's, was it a ten pound for his ticket? So he's expecting reserves for West Ham. So it could, that could, well, as I say, they've got European football as well. So the following, obviously, got big. I think they've got a big game on the midweek and weekend. So and they've got obviously the NPR cost at home next week. Well, that could be cool. That could be time to. But in our hands as well. Um, but yeah, thanks again for everyone in the chat taking part and familiar faces making a comeback this uh, this this week as well. It's been been a while since I've seen you, Brownie, but good to see you back and uh, getting back to normality, so we say. Uh, Liam and Spencer, again, thanks for popping on and talking all things Arsenal and giving your perspectives and everything that's happened in the last few days and going, and obviously your thoughts of what's coming forward and all that. Um, apart from that, again, the audio guys, all the listeners, this will be up in about half hour's time, as I always say, half hour's time once it downloads. Up on Spotify, Google Podcast, Pocket, Pocket Cast, and all other audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, you name it. It'll be up on there ASAP, so if you do want to, if you have missed any of this, you want to listen to it back on the go, just find whatever your preferences or audio platform, find us over there, follow us, and spread the, spread, spread the word on there as well. Um, I will be back on Wednesday night for, for the Carbo Cup against uh, West Ham. If Liam feeling up to it, because he's got a long day tomorrow, so if he's feeling up to it, obviously he'll be back on Wednesday with us as well. Um, for the watch along, about half hour before kickoff, as we always do, go live, get the build up, and all that jazz. And apart, from, and then in that, and then we've got that Wednesday, and then Thursday or Friday, I'll probably do a Newcastle preview. preview. With a couple with a new couple of Newcastle fans if they're available, might do. Let me I'll let you know on that on Wednesday or I know more then on that. And then Saturday it's the Arsenal the Newcastle will be Arsenal watch along and the match of the day later on in the day. The reason I didn't do match of the day this week, I just weren't feeling feeling well. So there's only like four games. And it was just like, yeah, was it really worth going on for four games? We know the results we did this, that and the other. So it's just like, yeah. Um that we'll be back next week, and then the girls, the girls are back next week as well. Man City v Arsenal, v Man City in the WSL on the Saturday as well, half twelve kickoff. We'll be covering that here on the channel as well. But apart from that, guys, yeah, keep take care of yourselves. If you are new to the channel, please, please do subscribe, do smash the like button, and share the content around as well on all your social media platforms. It does help the channel grow that bit faster. Um. Apart from that, as always, take care of yourselves and up the arsenal. Come on, you gunners. <laughs> <laughs>